Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Gameware Express, Baton Rouge's only locally owned and operated video game podcast. I'm Adam Arinder, and it is Sunday, July the 27th, 2014. I apologize for our tardiness in this week's episode, but I've been having the grand tour of the great city of Austin, Texas, from Hellfire Games' own Ben Lewis. Thanks for having me again. Definitely. Thanks for uh, putting me up and letting me sleep on your couch. Welcome to Austin. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. Great city. But I'm sure we'll get to that a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't really have an episode this week uh, earlier like I wanted to. I wanted to have two shows this week. But schedule conflictions kind of got in the way, which is fine. So the intro question I had planned for this week, it's a little late, but I didn't have anything else prepared. So last week on Monday was the Dota 2 International 4 Grand Finals. Mm-hmm. Are you much of a Dota watcher, player? Know anything about it really, Ben? I have only learned a little bit recently since the International okay. uh, sort of kicked off. friend of the show, Mia, at PlayStation was getting me into it, <laughs> and she keeps trying to get me uh, to play it, but I haven't yet. Uh, I play a little bit of uh, Heroes of the Storm. Okay. The Blizzard Alpha. Yeah, yeah, Eh, it's not really doing for me, but just learning about the world of Dota and MOBAs in general. I still have to watch Free to Play, the, the movie that... Uh, the, yeah, you are telling me about that. That'll get me more into it, but I'm going to start playing Dota soon. Cool. The So, from what I heard, the finals were lackluster, but what I mainly wanted to talk about was the ESPN deal, right. that whole thing. I didn't... Did you watch any of that stream? I no. assume you watched it on Twitch, if you watched any of it. I did watch a little bit on Twitch, yeah. We were actually, uh, on Saturday, a friend of mine's about to go, he's about to get shipped off to Guantanamo for nine months because he's in the Navy, so we took him out as a send-off to three different uh, breweries here in Austin. So I figured maybe someone's got to be showing ESPN 3? <laughs> and it was turned out like some of it was on ESPN 2, right? Like they had it was, it was, a, was on 2? Yeah, time. that's what I was going to talk about in a sec. They had this weird montage sneak peek of the final special at like 10.30pm right. Central Time on ESPN 2. 2, but then the actual tournament was all on ESPN 3, three. which is the streaming service, not a real channel. Okay, because every every bartender I asked, they're like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, so. that's strictly their streaming service. Did it used to be ESPN360.com and that was just confusing. <laughs> so I just went to ESPN 3. Right. But So I assume you didn't watch that special. It was, it was last mm-hmm. Sunday night. Nope. I watched it and... Um, if that's what they're trying to do to break Dota into the mainstream, they're doing it all wrong. Uh-oh. Because it was 30 minutes. They had the announcers, the same ones from the Twitch stream I watched, which makes sense. And like just kind of going over the two teams, they put together this little montage of them like leading up to the grand finals, which was fine. Sure. And but they didn't really do anything to be like, this is Dota. Ah, this okay. is a computer game. Right. And you don't need to like dumb it down. Yeah. But if you're putting it on ESPN2, you need to kind of have some type of introduction. Because people who know Dota are not watching ESPN2. Right. And people who don't know what the fuck this is need to be told what a newbie is or what a Vici is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not yeah, just yeah. like, here are these Chinese kids who made it to the finals. And they had this weird... I don't know, commentator, I always call them sideline babes in, like, real sports. But she was down there interviewing the players, which was awkward because they always had to go through a translator. Mm -hmm. And even they had a, um, when they were going to break, had a part where they were interviewing, I guess, girls, like, working concession stands. What? And one of of the girls was like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. I'm rooting for X team. I'm going to go home and play it. And then the other girl was like, yeah, it seems interesting. (laughs) I might check it out. 
And then the, the, um, the female reporter was like, so y'all going to play it? And they were like, yeah. It's like, all right, we got two hot babes going to play Dota. And I'm like, uh, it was just super awkward. Yeah. And you don't need that. Like, right. there's that big push recently with Giant Bomb and all that stuff and, you know, feminism and equality and all that stuff in gaming. And then you have two new Dota players. Cool. You don't need to be like, yeah, we got two hot babes playing Dota now. Sure. Yeah, it's just people playing games. Yeah, and then they, they did have an interview with Gabe Newell, which is pretty interesting, but never were they like, this is Gabe Newell, founder and like CEO of Valve. <laughs> Billionaire was, yeah. Gabe Newell, yeah, yeah. Like, this is Gabe Newell. Okay. Like, who people on ESP, who, who the fuck is a Santa Claus looking guy? You know? <laughs> and it was just really awkward and weird, and it yeah. just did not, it wasn't what I was expecting it to be, especially on something like a real cable channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so when I, I, I did watch one match, and it was on, I think, Friday. Uh, okay. like the first day of the International, I guess, was Friday, right? Yes. Yes. And it was Friday through Monday. Mm-hmm. And I watched... Uh, I had Mia actually telling me, like, IMing me details, like, explaining everything that was mm-hmm. happening in the match. And I was listening to not the normal stream, but the newcomer the stream. The new stream, yeah. And that was still way over my head because, I mean, there were, like, you know... Ten heroes on the screen at once at some at some points, and it's just like they're trying to explain what the powers like. Mm-hmm. Okay, this guy's ultimate does this, and this is why this was smart for this guy to do this, and like, oh, this mm-hmm. guy poured it over here, and this is why he's doing it. But they couldn't keep up. Like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't basic enough for me, who I've been playing games my whole life, and like mm-hmm. I sort of have like a grasp of like the basics of MOBAs. Mm-hmm. And for so anyway, for like people watching ESPN two, even with the newbie stream, they'd be like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, they just didn't go into it well enough and you're right because it's too fast to kind of keep up yeah and i I understand that thing was four days and they can't the start of every single match be like this is why they're striking characters and this is what they're picking but Mm -hmm. maybe once every while you need to kind of do that because i try to start watching and i just end up going and watching the mainstream because i'm like if i can't figure out either one i want to try to at least catch some of the jargon that like you know the real Watchers, you know the people who know what's going on. That way, I can maybe pick it up easier just by osmosis or something. Maybe. But, I mean, I don't know. I keep hearing like Brad Shoemaker said he's played 800 games and he still feels like a noob. So <laughs> it's, it, it seems pretty brutal for new players, and I, I don't know. It's it, it's daunting for me to even try and get step into it. But. So, do you see Dota or League or any of these sports really breaking through to being like on something on ESPN, or is this just a Twitch kind of our bubble thing and that's it? Well, so I think some good points have been made about this before, uh, like on the Giant Bombcast. They talked about this a bit, like. So Call of Duty was part of the X Games here in Austin, and yep. that was also on ESPN. Not so much. I don't think they showed any footage of the mm-hmm. Call of Duty, or maybe it was like a quick, like two minute montage of like, here's what's going on. Now back to skating. <laughs> uh, but they did at least show the brackets, and they were okay. showing like some footage of the players and stuff. So they're trying to legitimize that, but there is a good point there that uh, watching first person shooters is boring, and it's not much of a spectator sport. Mm-hmm. Unless you are really part of that scene. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's just like, well, you can't only watch one perspective one at a time. Uh, whereas MOBAs, you can see... I mean, the, 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 the spectator tools are insanely good, especially in Dota. It's incredible. Because I didn't know about those, because I was confused on how we were watching it all, but then I realized somebody, the commentator, somebody was dragging the camera along and yeah. like, drawing circles. You can draw lines and, yeah, and that, yeah, that, you that can was draw cool. paths and everything. Yeah, it's really great. Um, but so I think as, a, as an eSport, I think MOBAs especially... 
well, I don't know, Dota might not be the one, but I mean, because League is a little easier to follow than Dota, really? right? And League is better. I mean, not better. It's bigger in terms of esports, right? So, I mean, in terms of... Uh, but it didn't have a $10 million prize pool, which I'm didn't. sure is what drew that yeah. ESPN deal. Well, Valve was just smart about the way mm-hmm. they sold the compendium and everything. But I think, yeah, if, if there's going to be a game or a genre that's going to break esports onto mainstream cable, it's not going to be Call of Duty. It's not necessarily going to be the bigger game like Call mm-hmm. of Duty, but it's going to have to be something with cool spectator tools mm-hmm. where you can watch it. Like people, you know, I mean, it's, it's filling up stadiums. Already, so mm-hmm. it's there, and the money's coming up there. So I think, like, yeah, the more ten million dollar, multi million dollar prize pools, you'll get more mainstream attention. It just needs to be manageable for newcomers to understand it and grasp it within an hour, as opposed mm-hmm. to months. Right, uh, and that's what's know. hard. Yeah, it's it's not easy. What? Well, I guess I kind of answer my second question, second question of what needs to to change for that to break through, or you know. Or what would be something better? So you kind of answer that. I mean, I think fighting games, Steven made this point a week or two ago, where something like Evo or fighting games would obviously be a lot easier. Sure. Because everyone's played Street Fighter. Everybody knows Street Fighter. Yeah, exactly. And it's just this dude is punching this dude until that bar goes to bread. Super so, easy to understand. Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting to see where this goes. And I'm sure it's a step in the right direction. I don't know if you saw that picture going around like Emger about... Uh, someone compiled the tweets that were being yeah, said about yeah. ESPN2 at that time. Why, like, what is this crap on ESPN? Yeah, and, Why do they think video games are, are a sport? And then, mm-hmm. But then the counter is like, world championship of poker. Yeah. To me, so the thing is, like, I still don't understand poker. I've tried to play it several times, <laughs> and I know it's like, everyone knows how to play poker but me. But t- to me, poker is more confusing than Dota. Mm-hmm. And I think if I really sat down and learned the rules, I could get both games enough to like understand like watching right. it. Uh, so if I mean and, and yeah poker is more of a universal game but I mean if the, you can get years of championships of poker on TV and especially ESPN mm-hmm. I think Dota can break in the problem with the poker is you're not watching live poker you watch live poker that means it's boring shit to watch they edit it so it's not just five guys folding over and over and right, over right, again right. and maybe if they do something like that with Dota and just chop it up highlights. and like hear the cool highlights and here's an hour match yeah but plus something, because I was thinking about this, comparing it to like you know the NBA Finals or the World Series, which is a multi-game thing. The problem is they play it all on different days, mm-hmm. whereas the international was, I don't know, 30, 40 games over four days constantly yeah. for 12 hours. Like and you can't show that on ESPN because it's like it's not a two-hour block of time. Right. It, that, that grand finals could last literally all day You know, if the losers come out of the bottom bracket to tie it up and all that stuff. Yeah. So maybe you show the live... The real-time stuff on, like, ESPN 8 or whatever, yeah. you know? But then they, the same thing, like, ESPN 2, you chop it up, you do a 30-minute mm-hmm. recap. That's actually manageable. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the way to do it. The, the only other thing, too, that's probably a bit of a turnoff, and I cannot believe they actually did this on the ESPN 2 broadcast, too, is their fucking handles, their little nicknames <laughs> or gamer tags. They had were calling them that or had it in, you know, the, na- the graphic that had their names. It's like, come on, guys. If y'all want to legit- legitimize this, you can't be, you know, been... Boner Twin 420X Lewis <laughs> yeah. on the screen. You gotta, you know, just have your name. Sure. Because yeah. no one knows what Stud Muffin is on the screen, but, you know, they have, you know, the Dota Player X's name. That would be yeah. easier to follow. If, if you want to legitimize it to make it real in my opinion. Sure, yeah. I mean, it feels like American Gladiators that way. Yeah. It's just like, you know, bicycle and blazer. Right. Blazer, yeah, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, we'll see what happens with that. It was definitely a cool experiment. Sure. Do you think the prize pool could hit? 10 million next year for it to be as big? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think some people are saying, like, I don't know how they can make it bigger next year, but there's mm-hmm. going to, I would assume the player pool is going to be bigger, and 
Valve could always throw in, you know, they could start the pool at four million, five million, because mm-hmm. they've got the money. Yeah. And the compendium idea clearly worked, so mm-hmm. they can do just like add more value to the same sort of idea next year. They could, yeah, they could probably top I me. Mean, who knew that was twelve, fifteen, twenty million? Awesome. That'd be insane. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be nuts. Now definitely garner more people. Mm-hmm. Back to that tweet image, like, we're like, what the fuck is this? Why are computer games on my screen? I did see someone counter that with someone got, gathered a bunch of tweets when, the, like, the World Cup was on. But, like, what the fuck is soccer? Why are we showing... <laughs> this is America, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's America. like that with every sport. If it's not, like, baseball or football, we can, be, you know, all sports are going to be like that. Sure. So, yeah. Anyway. I would say welcome to the show, but we're actually in your house in Austin, so welcome. thank you for having me. Welcome yeah. to my home. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I guess let's get into it. What we've been playing. We've been... You've been playing a lot. I've been playing a lot. We've been playing games. a lot together, even the few... Days like I've been days, up yeah. here, so uh, let's start with Towerfall. So good. The uh, I haven't played that before. I have it. The Smash Brothers killer. Yeah. Towerfall. Steven said he started playing it a couple weeks ago, and I said I would start playing it too. But Hearthstone took over, which we'll get to later. Yep. But if you wanna uh, tell us, tell us about Towerfall. Towerfall started on the Ouya, and it uh, then went to PC and PS4 as an upgraded version called Towerfall Ascension. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Mace. I think it's a one-man dev team with a couple of people. Maybe the guy's name is Matt Thorson. I think I got his name. Maybe his last name wrong, but Matt. Thorpson or Thorson? Anyway, he's Canadian. Uh, but it's great. It's it, uh, that game debuted, I believe, at Fantastic Fest last year. Uh, Matt Thorson. Matt Thorson nailed it. Yep. Uh, hell of a guy, I assume. Uh, I played it first uh, at Fantastic Arcade, which is the first half of Fantastic Fest, which is an eight-day film festival in Austin. So it's the first half of it is just four days of just all these indie games that uh, a lot of devs bring to the table for the first time. So games like Hotline Miami. Uh, Samurai Gun, Towerfall were oh, all... so games that turned out to be, be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, cool. So um, not only do are, are the devs there and you get to play them on a movie screen, they have tournaments there that you can play oh, on cool. the big screen. They also do custom arcade cabinets where artists come and like, do the whole thing up uh, in the, like, with graphics from the games and you can play them on an uh, you know, like a arcade setup with a joystick. Oh, game. sweet. So, uh, yeah, the first time I played Towerfall was actually in an arcade machine hmm. against three other players so it's the the game design is essentially it's kind of a mix between smash brothers kind of yeah. uh pac-man in that you can run out one side of the level and, and come right. on the other side and then i guess kid icarus in that it's you've got a bow and arrow yeah yeah i can see that yeah and then a little bit of samurai gun kind of because those, those two games came out came out around the same time mm-hmm. it's all one screen up to four players uh free for all it bit sort of graphics some mm-hmm. graphics and it's all uh free for all uh deathmatch uh super quick level mm-hmm. uh, i mean super quick rounds like you know each round lasts maybe 20 seconds yeah it's like best of 21 it's like first to 10 or 11 first to wins 10, yeah yeah a couple different modes lots of different uh variations on it but it's just like rapid fire Super easy, two buttons and a dash, and it's yeah. like it's like you can grasp it. You get the you get the the, the core gameplay in like a minute. Yeah, because right? I mean, I mean, I picked it up. I hadn't played it before, and you've played some of it. Because yeah. basically, you start out, you have three arrows. You're trying to shoot the other dude with an arrow, one hit kill, or you can stomp on their head. Yeah, that's it. And, and then, then pick up other powers like bomb arrows, bramble arrows, bolt arrows. There's different yeah. special types of arrows, and then you can. Uh, you have a limited amount of arrows, so if you run out, you can pick up other people's arrows. Yeah, because they do, they do stick into the wall, so mm-hmm. they're there for the whole game. And uh, you can also, like you said, if you hit dash right before an arrow hits you, you actually grab it. Catch it in midair, and then you can shoot it right back at the yeah. other guy. So, yeah, there's, it's pretty deep. It's extremely simple. Mm-hmm. 15 bucks on PSN, but it's also free for PlayStation Plus subscribers this month. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, I love it. I honestly think I don't like Smash Brothers that much, but I think it's way more fun than Smash Brothers. Just and like, it's actually out. So, oh, so I guess just because something. it's so simple and not just like yeah, you don't have to know himself. all of these little you know intricacies of of each character. You know, mm-hmm. they're all pretty much identical. I think. Well, you think the blue guy is a little faster than the green guy? I or something. think so. Okay, <laughs> I think I'm. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'm just making that up. In we my should head. look that up. Yeah, because there are four characters in the game. They all pretty much control identically, but maybe yeah. they have some, you know, a little bit of tweaks here and there. So yeah, it was super fun, and I um, maybe when I get back home, I can wrangle people up and try to play four player because you only have two dual shocks, and I, I like two dual shocks. That's but. true, and it's local multiplayer only. Yeah. But I think any sort of lag whatsoever would kind of ruin it. Yeah, so. because that game is very like precise. Yeah, it's also kind of weird. I say precise. Those arrows sometimes are like magic bullets and will curve into the opponent no matter yeah. how you shoot it straight. You got me a couple times. You can disable that, though. Oh, we chose you? not to. That's true. I mean, I, if it's on default, you can also turn off, like, you can kill yourself, and that doesn't seem as fun because right. if you're going to be stupid enough to stand on your own arrow like I did multiple times, <laughs> you probably... Or jump into the lava die. like Brent <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's great. Uh, that's a great game. I've been playing that, but pretty much just with other people so it's pretty rare that I get to play Towerfall mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah my friend Mia bar- let me borrow her 3DS I have not owned one and I always said years ago when they make a fire <laughs> emblem for 3DS I'll buy it and I never did and then the uh, uh, Link Between Worlds came out and uh, you know the, the Super Nintendo version was I you know beat that plenty of times when I was a kid right. so I was like whoa Maybe I'll buy a 3DS now, and I still didn't, so she basically like forced me to play her 3DS, and it's just a giant pink pink and white 3DS L, 3DS. You look so XL. masculine playing it. Hey, whatever, man. So I finally get to play those two games, and uh, uh, I haven't really gotten into Fire Emblem yet, because I want to beat Zelda first, yeah, but Link Between Worlds is really, really good. I, I, I'm enjoying that more than I thought I would. It's, I mean, the, the map is identical to the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo one, so it feels just like... Uh, a sequel to that game, which is great. So, which is pretty much what it is. Yeah, and that's fine. That's what everyone wanted anyway. So, how do you good. feel about like the whole like item buying, renting? That's cool. Thing. I like it. I, okay. At first, I was like, well, this, I don't have to earn the right to use the hook shot. I can just right. use it right off the bat. Weird, but then <laughs> it works. You know, everything in that game just either feels super familiar, which is fine with me, or sort of fresh, but not annoyingly cheap. You know, like the yeah. whole buying things is fine. So. I think everything about that game is just oozes nostalgia, and it just makes me feel like I'm 14 again. So I, I like that. I still, I don't think I'm going to buy a 3DS though. Oh. I don't know because I keep asking people like, "What are the games that I need to buy the system for?" And they say those two, and Ocarina of Time. If you never played it on N64, and Super Mario 3D World for the platformers. I'm, I'm it's really of, good. I'm over Mario, but it's really good. All right, well I'll just I'll play this. Don't one. buy the new Super Mario shit. <laughs> buy the 3D World. It's it's good. Did you play Galaxy? A little bit. Did you like it? Yeah, it's great. Same team, same almost same game. Mm, Very good. But worth paying $200 for an XL for. That's my question. Well, not again, not just that, yeah. but, you know... Well, I'm about to play these two games that's for true. nothing. Shovel Knight, uh, you don't have a Wii U. Well... I'll recommend Shovel Knight to anyone for, and everyone. Once that comes out for real systems, I will buy it. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, yeah, like you said, like, Super Shovel Knight will be on PS4 mm-hmm. in a few months, probably. Tamadachi Life, you can judge your friends. That seems fun yeah. for a week. Yeah, I haven't played it since I flew Same. to E3 and back. <laughs> right? Same thing with Animal Crossing. Everyone's like, oh my god, you gotta play it. And it's like a thousand hours of gameplay, but eh. I, shout out to Steven Martin for letting me... <laughs> I remember playing it on his GameCube for weeks when oh, we wow. lived together back in college. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I gotta... <laughs> 
digging up fossils for nothing, catching See, fish I, instead I of. Couldn't, I couldn't get on the Animal Crossing hype train. I just couldn't. I've tried playing it. I just it it's wasn't. It's not a for game. Me. You're not yeah. doing anything. You're just doing nothing. You know, like weeding, like pulling up weeds <laughs> in my spare time. Like so, I'll do that in in real life. Are you into Pokemon? Nope. Okay, well. So exactly, that's the other thing. It's like, well, okay, it's not, well, Kid Icarus. People really love Kid Icarus. Yeah, but heard good things I about that game. I buy a system for it. I don't know, until, because like the DS, there are like 50 must-have games mm-hmm. for the DS. And right. there seems to be maybe five or six for the 3DS. And it's been out for three or four years now? It came out in 11? Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, I'll give it another year and see. Okay. But I mean, the two must-play games for me are the ones I'm playing right now on yeah. that system. So, I'm, play, I'm finally playing a 3DS. Um... Strider, which is also the the other uh, free PS Plus game this month on PS4. Okay. Awesome game. Really? I, so good, man. Okay. I mean, if you ever played Strider on NES or any of the billion nope. systems it was on, it was on. It's on. It's been on every system really. Uh, it's it's just. I played as him in Marvel vs. Capcom three. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he's got the little Ouroboros thing, and mm-hmm. we got different options and Panthers and stuff. Yep. Uh, it's just you just there's the plot is. You just throw away. You know, you just jump in there and you just start slicing dudes up super fast. Uh, it's like a whole Metroidvania type thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's awesome. And it's longer than I expected. I thought it would be like four or five hours long. I looked it up on uh, howlongtobeat.com and it's like eight to twelve hours. That's not bad. Yeah, and it's it's just super polished. And that was by the guys, uh, Iron, no, Double Helix. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. It's an awesome game. So I'm 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 probably like halfway through that game now. What else? Tomb Raider, um, Definitive Edition. Okay. Uh, you just check that out on my yeah. new 65-inch Sony TV. TV. All right, stop writing. Let's get to oh, the game. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, it's, it's, I, it's a really pretty TV. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the TV's great, but the game, I think, Tomb Raider Definitive is probably the best-looking game I've ever played. Wow. And that was right after playing Infamous, wow. which I also just finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game that I thought would be like, meh, it's okay. And I, I that's the first game I've ever platinumed, actually. I'm surprised you liked... Infamous Second Son. So much. You did. Yeah, I just expected it to be kind of like a throwaway thing. I would just blow through it as fast as I could and just whatever and beat it once. Mm-hmm. But no, I did everything I could on the on the good playthrough, and then I went straight into an evil playthrough and platinumed it, and it was awesome. Hmm. Gorgeous game too. Yes. Oh my god! Especially like you're saying, like running through rain slicked Seattle with neon powers. Just mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! It's such a good looking <laughs> game. But Tomb Raider looks a little bit better than that, I think. So. Yeah, they like remodeled her face and has the tress effects and yeah, hair stuff. Yeah, looks and, good. Yeah, sixty frames. It's it's weirdly smooth. It yeah, feels too smooth. It looked weird watching it. Cause yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, uh, you and I have been playing the Destiny beta together. Yeah, let's talk about Destiny. Sure, because that just ended today. Today is the final day. Yep, they did open it up for everyone. Yes, for like three days. For like three days. If you didn't pre-order and mm-hmm. you don't have yeah, if you don't have a pre-order. So we spoke about Destiny, or I spoke about Destiny, a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. I had gotten up to level 6 and did a bunch of the missions, and um, when we played together, you were already at 8, because I think you'd played everything. Uh, I think it was level 7 when we started yeah, playing, and I re- leveled. Yeah, I leveled up. But I finally did that final strike with <laughs> Scott Bezdek, friend of the show. 45 I mean, minutes long. Yeah, that, that was kind of weird. Mm. Um, I mean, what were your overall impressions with it? We don't need to go into details, I'm sure a lot of people played it, and there are other... You know, you go in and you fight a wizard, and he's from the moon. Anyway, yeah. Uh, no, I, this was another game where I was just like, yeah, sure, it's a free beta, so I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. But I, and again, I've never really been big on Halo. And see, I love Halo. You love Halo. Um, I've never played Borderlands. Well, I played Borderlands two for a split second. But yeah, I, that doesn't really, you know. Yeah, 
But everyone describes this game as Halo meets Borderlands with a little bit of Mass Effect. Yep. I'm like, okay, well, I love Mass Effect, and combat in Halo is good. Uh, I'll give it a shot. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's better than I thought. A lot of these games that I've been playing, I'm just like, <laughs> what? Pleasantly surprised. Um, it's gorgeous. Yeah. My God, it's a good-looking game. Um, it's just, it feels really MMO-y in a good way, I guess. That's the other thing. I've never really played a lot of MMOs. And, I, and I'm the same way. Yeah. I messed around with the Old Republic a little bit when I worked at EA, mm-hmm. just because it was free. It was an alpha. Made here in Austin. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, I liked it, too. I mirror a lot of the things you just said. Mm-hmm. The only few gripes I have, I feel like, I don't know if I should have them, because this is like a beta slash demo and I don't yeah. know if it'll be reflective of the final game, it, where it was just a lot of the things felt a little samey. Right. Like, a lot of the missions were, go here and stand in this place while waves of dudes come at you for a while, you know, Robo Peter Dinklage tries to hack something. Yeah. Or here's a giant thing, sit there and shoot it for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that kind of started happening a lot, and after playing it for, I don't know, probably about five or six hours yeah. into this beta... I hope that's not going to be the thing in the main game, but I have a feeling it's not. I have a feeling they have a lot of stuff planned for us with it. Right. Well, so the the moon mission that we missed, because it was yeah. only available for like a third of the day yesterday, mm-hmm. but Scott Bezdek checked it out. He said it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw some quick uh, initial reports on it, and they're like, whoa, this is actually the coolest part of the game. Like this, wow. Yeah. It, it, it gives people hope that it's not just super samey fetch quests and stuff. Like, for whatever reason, whatever is on the moon is like... Oh man, okay, now I'm hooked on this game type, right. type of content. So I have a feeling I checked it out. Yeah, I have a feeling that they have a lot more planned. They have to. Yeah, yeah. there's no way. And, the, and like, I, I feel like I know we got to play it longer because we're PlayStation 4 players, mm-hmm. but I feel like 10 or 11 days for a beta of that size was maybe a little too long. Yeah, maybe. Because. We were really excited and want to play it, and then it's like, okay, well, this is kind of the same shit over and over again. Right. Kind of getting bored of this. Give me more stuff. And it's hard to say that, where it's like, well, just don't play it. But right. Like, well, it's only available for 10 days, and I feel like I want to play you know, as much as I can. Sure. Which can maybe kind of burn you out. Well, yeah. I think, well, I think more people who played this are more excited. I mean, yeah. I think for the Overall, majority, I believe you're right. Yeah, they're just like, okay, now I wasn't going to buy this game, but I'm, it's better than I thought, so I'm going to pre-order now. I mean, we were sitting there at lunch today being like, all right, me, you, you you're going to get it? Okay, we can be a strike team. Okay, That's now right. we go yeah. in, and, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so. our, our, our buddy Brent pre-ordered it at lunch today, <laughs> and so there's our strike team right there, our fire yeah. team, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, overall the impressions were really good, and I didn't play it in the quote-unquote alpha, which is not an alpha, really. No. It's much like this is not a beta. I yeah. think the game's pretty much about to ship. I guess the only thing really thing you can call it a beta is just if they're doing stress tests stress on tests. the servers, but other than that, that, that game is pretty much done. Right, um... So I don't know what really the differences were between the alpha and beta other than they like fixed Robo Dinklage robot voice, voice now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean I was I was impressed. Again, mm-hmm. I, I had zero hype for this game. Right. And I have for like since it was announced, I was like, okay, well it's a <sighs> bungee, cool, but it just looks very Halo-ish. The story seems kinda generic and whatever. I'm sure the combat will be fun and that's about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, man, I mean I'll I'll play the full game for sure. Especially with friends. Yeah. And I even when we were playing together in that little explore part, when it was me, you, and Mia, we were just like, you know, shooting the shit and yeah. running around and shooting shit. Yeah. That was really fun. That just, was fun. Just doing that in the Getting explore part. bikes. And just flying around. I gotta say, things. they nailed that. Get on yes. those hover bikes. Just, it feels like a speed bike from uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That feels nice. It's just everything about that feels great. It's really, really polished. 
at least on the vehicle stuff. So I don't know. Are, are there plans for other vehicles in the game? I believe so. I mean, this is Bungie we're talking Halo about. Halo-style yeah. stuff. Yeah. You'll have your Warthog. You'll have your Ghost, mm-hmm. which is not your Ghost. That's the Guilty Spark. Right. Um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be stuff. I just want to get in a turret and blow shit up <laughs> at yeah. this point. I miss Warthog battles. We're just running them into each other and watching them <laughs> yeah, bounce crazy off. I hope we have that kind of stuff. And I'm sure it will. And I really hope it's in the PvP multiplayer, the Crucible yeah. part. Like yeah. big arena battles with... with um, vehicles. Yeah, it looked like when we so we tried Crucible for a little bit, and it was just like domination from Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. But I think there were so there were seven other locked things, and I don't know if that means there's eight modes or eight maps. Yeah, okay, that's true. But there's a lot of stuff that we haven't gotten to try mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, again, because this is the beta, quote unquote. Sure. Yeah. My only also concern is how they will handle differing levels. Because, like, say I'm busy with work, or you're busy with work, and one of us goes past each other in level, but then we want to play together, and you're five levels higher than me, are you just going to come play my levels that you've already played, yeah. because I'm a lower level, or I'm going to play up with you, and then I'm like, well, I can't come, you know, stay, stick with this. You won't be able to, if it's the way it was in the beta, you won't be able to play on certain maps because they're locked to level six and above. Right. So, you, yeah, we'll just have to go back down to your level, or just do the, the open explore thing and just level try up to that level way. Up. I mean, that's true. That would just kind of get kind of annoying if we're, you know, playing with a few multiple people, different friends, and we try to jump into each other's games, or it's like, fuck, I've played this strike mission five times at this point because y'all won't get on my level. Seriously. Bad pun Play intended. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think maybe, I mean, this game is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to play it. So, so we ideally, all have friends and friends of friends who are getting it. So while yeah, you and I and Brent can play together, I have friends that maybe get it. Maybe we can convince Steven to get it, but I don't know about <laughs> no, that. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, and the good thing is, is you only need a team of three. So yeah. it's just you and t- you just find two other people, mm-hmm. and chances are they'll be hopefully around your level. And yeah, it'll just work out. There, it'll work so. out. Excellent. Um, and then... I guess the last thing is what I've been most excited to talk about. Wait, nope. Okay, I'm playing two other games. Okay, I'll, you go first, <laughs> and we'll we'll save uh, save that for last. Okay. Well, I'm still playing Hero Academy every day on iOS, but God, still, it's such a good game. Still, it's better than chess. The last time we had you on the show, not the E3 show. Oh, the, the, yeah, before the first that. show you were on, still you were playing, playing, it every playing day. that. Damn, dude. I've probably put more hours into that game than Hearthstone. Well, believe it. Wow. Uh, Dark Souls 2, I have taken a month off again. It's just, uh, I don't know. I get to this part where it's just, screw this game, this is not fun anymore, and then I just put it out of my mind. And I'm sure I'll go back to it like next month and mm-hmm. love it again for 10 more hours. And whatever. I don't know how Steven did it. <laughs> uh, and then A Wolf Among Us. Uh, Finish that out? I'm about to. The okay. finale just came out. I just got it started, like downloaded and everything, so I am super ready to do that. Probably tomorrow night I will get through that. How is that... Okay, you played obviously all single season one of Walking Dead. Yep. Have you played season two at all? Not at all. I'm waiting for the PS4 version. Okay. How does Wolf Among Us compare? Would you say to Walking Dead? Because that's the only Telltale game, you know, recent that I've played is the first season of Walking Dead. I have Wolf Among Us and season two mm, on my computer. Dead. I just haven't played it. But so, how would you say it compares? Uh, well, the Walking Dead was more enjoyable for me because I had uh, I knew the backstory of that stuff, even though it's a totally different story than mm-hmm. the comic. Uh, but I'd read, I, yeah, I'd read the graphic novel since 2005. Oh wow! Okay. And then I, I watched all the show, so I knew I was familiar with that. Plus, I'm just, I love zombies, and mm-hmm. I love really good storytelling. So, uh, yeah, I thought The Walking Dead uh, season one was the second best game of 2012 behind Dishonored. Okay. So I really loved that series. And then I know nothing about fables. I didn't read any of those comics. I don't know any of the. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the characters because they're all fables from our childhood. Mm-hmm. But you know, I thought the premise was kind of dumb. But then the reviews for episode one were great, 
And my friends who did know about Fables were like, you've got to play this, dude. They're not going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I downloaded the first one, loved it, instantly, <laughs> stupidly bought the season pass, day <laughs> one. And then, like, of course, like a month Steam later, it's like, yeah, and, super yeah. cheap. Uh, but so, just in terms of uh, subject matter, uh, I think Walking Dead is a lot more serious okay. and gritty and definitely more violent. Uh, but if you liked Walking Dead at all, just Which I did. just get oh, yeah. uh, uh, Wolf Among Us. It's awesome. And it, that, it, so it's done, right? It is so done. I guess I can start playing it now because I, yeah. I was trying to wait until the whole thing was out. Sure. Yeah, and I, I played this on PC, and I'm kind of glad I did now because a lot of people are running into the issue where if you played like Walking Dead season one on PS3, and I have PS4, guess what? Yeah. Fuck you. Story doesn't carry over. Yeah. So I'm kind of actually glad I got that on PC. And back in college, I took a class where we critically analyzed Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> okay. So. Right. Um, and that's um like Wolf um, it's little is it Little Red Riding Hood too like Wolf Among Us or everybody's in it so it's okay. like Snow White oh so it's you're like, you're oh. the big bad wolf okay and but there's yeah everyone's in it it's, okay it's, it's from like from Disney all like all just like weird well Disney because Disney got it from the old yeah know, yeah, things, yeah, yeah sure so it's just like old, yeah it's all old fairy tales mm-hmm. there I think there's something like forty or fifty characters because you have like oh, a shit. book of okay. fables that you can go to you can press start and then just like look up people's backstories. Oh, cool. And it's, it's like Ichabod Crane and Snow uh-huh. White is your, not really love interest, but she's like the female lead. Mm-hmm. You're the big bad wolf. There's uh, the, uh, the frog guy, Toad, from some other, I don't know. It's all these weird things that like, you're like, oh yeah, I remember this when mm-hmm. I was four, <laughs> reading a little book about that. Yeah, cool. You know, so it's, it's fun stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, Little Red Riding Hood is, is, yeah, you're the big bad wolf from that okay. story. Our, what, I guess each episode is about you know two-ish hours like Walking Dead. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yep, you can. It's one sitting type episodes. Do you have? Well, I guess you never didn't play much of it, but do you have any hype or any interest in Tales from the Borderlands? Their next project? Zero. Okay. Because, again, <laughs> for me, it's like I don't know anything about those characters, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the world is cool. I'll play it. Yeah. Because just like Fables, I'm sure the reviews will be great, and people will be like, "Oh, dude, it's the next." It's the next game like Walking Dead, you know, I'm sure it'll be... It, it, that's the thing, it's not going to be very serious, though, will it? It's just going to be goofy, Claptrap's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. You know, it could be fun. But I'm more excited about their Game of Thrones game. Of course, I was about to say, you're, I don't even have to ask about that, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that, I mean, I'll, who cares what the reviews are? I, well, if they're shit, I won't play it. Right. But Like Jurassic Park level. Yeah, that's right. I don't but know no, it's I, Game of Thrones, so... They're not, they're not going to screw that up. What do you think they're going to do with that? Do you think you'll just be like a commoner in King's Landing? Like, no, obviously, no spoiler. We're not going to do Game of Thrones spoilers here, but really? just a commoner in King's Landing, and just you're kind of sitting there like they fucked up again up in the cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you sure. think will be the the know. point of view for a Game of Thrones Telltale game? You're just there question. to be Ned Stark and just go through the story. I don't know what they're going to do with that. You know? Uh, yeah, I don't know because if you look at how they did The Walking Dead, you're some guy who didn't exist in the book or the mm-hmm. show, but there are some characters from the books that show up. Yeah, and that's but cool. in, in Fables, I don't know who's the main character. It could be Big Bad Wolf. Yeah, or, or whatever his actual name. Big B. Big B Wolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it works that way. I guess it just. I have to assume they're working with George R. R. Martin on mm-hmm. it, and he's just going to have to work a way into it. It would be cool if you can be. Yeah, if it can be Ned Stark or something, like before the show, like like a prequel to the books or oh, something. Oh, like, like Robert's Rebellion or something like that? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it's HBO's Game of Thrones, so it's obviously going to oh, be based more on, the, based show, on the show, not the book. Unlike Walking mm-hmm. Dead, which is technically based off the book universe, not the show Not universe. the show, that's right. 
So, yeah, who knows, man? I mean, the show is basically the books, so it could mm-hmm. still be like a prequel. You could be Ned Stark before the, the events of the first se- season. Yeah, that's true. Game of Thrones. That would be great. Yeah. Maybe. So, <laughs> do you think Telltale is spreading themselves too thin? Mm. For all this stuff? I'm curious to see how many people are on who are at that studio, you know, because yeah. they've obviously got at least two teams and probably a third smaller team who are still wrapping up Wolf Among Us. So they really criticized hmm. episode one of Wolf Among Us came out, and it took a while yes. for season two to come. That's I mean, how it was Walking Dead, out. though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. I don't. Uh, I don't know if they're spreading themselves too thin because how many people work there? You know, like, yeah, what are the know. team sizes? Um, it was it was weird because when they announced those two games, actually, I think the Game of Thrones announcement was a leak. They didn't plan on announcing it when it got announced. Oh, uh, I mean, I know they announced it at the VGAs, it's the VGX, same uh, time as Tales from the Borderlands. Oh, so. I don't know if it was a leak and they announced it then. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe you know it got leaked like day up. And they're like, well, okay, here it is. So that show started, I was really excited because it was like Telltale. And then I was like, what is. And then a border? Okay. Right. But then later in the show, like you heard the theme song start and you get goosebumps. And then it just says, like, Game of Thrones. Also from Telltale. And that's so, it. Yeah. But like, aren't they halfway no through play, Walking no Dead? And, yeah. So, right. So presumably. They had four teams, right? Someone's still finishing mm-hmm. up Walking Dead season two, maybe, or at least polishing some. Unless the Wolf Among Us team is now, wor- I don't, I don't, I don't know. So maybe they are, but I mean, obviously the quality hasn't dropped off. On yeah. I hear Walking Dead season two is really good. Mm-hmm. Wolf Among Us is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Whatever they're doing, they've got it streamlined in a way that is working for them. So cool. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. That's all you've been playing. Those, those nine games <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, uh, except for one. <clears throat> I've been having problems playing anything simultaneously because I've been playing way too much Hearthstone. Hearthstone. And you are like the only person I know, despite all my begging around Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. that plays Hearthstone. So we're about to geek out. Guys, it's so free. Yeah. It's, it's so free to play. <laughs> and you can it's five minute bursts, you know, one game is like maybe maybe seven minutes long. So the reason I fell back into it is because last Tuesday they're not expansion. They're very diff. Mm. Make sure you know the difference. It's an adventure, solo adventure for the Curse of Naxxramas. Yes. Now, did you play any World of Warcraft no, at all? Or I any, thought, any Magic cards? Or? No, no. And uh, I thought Naxxramas was a person. Oh, and apparently it's, it's a place. Oh, whoops. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the marketing they have with it is like this this lich. You know, yeah. wizard-looking guy, and everyone assumes, like, oh, that must be Nax Ramus. Mm-hmm. But I was having lunch with our intern, Ian, and a couple of other co-workers, and he was like, no, dude, Nax <laughs> Ramus is like this floating plague city yeah. with five different quarters. And I was telling him about this expansion. He's like, oh, this is all, I know all of these people. Like, mm-hmm. my ex now? Whoa, that's a boss. And like, so yeah. like, every character's from WoW. Well, yeah, of course. Warcraft, and I don't know anything. My sister's boyfriend, who I keep trying to convince, because he and my sister love magic. Get like the play Hearthstone, Hearthstone guys. It's like no, it's way too simple. I'm like, well, you're an idiot. Well, but then he's like, he's always like, I feel I'm upset because you don't understand any of this lore because I don't know who any of these characters are. I just know this is a two drop and it's a three two, you know, guard. Yeah. I don't care what it is really. But my friend was explaining to me that like about Max Ramus and kind of similar to you with your intern. I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. But that came out solo adventure playing against the computer. Three bosses. Yep. And you get new cards for beating each boss. And some of those bosses are kind of cheap. Uh, yeah, the heroic modes are just uh, on purpose <laughs> impossible. Well, not impossible, but like just, yeah, you have to you have to come up with gimmick decks to beat at least a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that's fun. 
Uh, the, the boss fights were, were fun, but the whole point is just to get those cards so you mm-hmm. can jump right back into multiplayer and test them out. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, you know 20 bucks to get all of it. The first wing is free if you get it in the first month. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, what do you think? It's, it's interesting going from playing humans all the time to going back and playing the AI. Right. Because the AI doesn't understand the metagame as much <laughs> as some of these people who you know play high-level Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting, but it wasn't bad. Like it was a pretty good AI system. Yeah. It's just sometimes they'd run a one-one into like a four-five character with taunt, and it's like, why did you do that? Why? Yeah. But just because it's something to do, or other things where they had too many minions on the board because they play that spider that breaks up into two spiders, mm-hmm. and they, they keep doing creature. that. So you just don't you don't kill them because then they can't put anything else on the board, and the computer can't realize you know. It just knows, put this. If this happens, then attack. If this doesn't happen, then, you know, don't. Right. But some of their hero powers are a little, little cheap. Ridiculous. Yeah. On the heroic mode. On the normal mode, it's still a little cheap, but, eh, it's, you know, it's I'm just glad that those weren't actual... At first, I was like... <gasps> Or some of the some of the cards that the AI plays, mm-hmm. like necrotic poison, like a two drop to kill any minion. I was yeah. like, are these really going to be cards? That oh uh, god, that's just be... for the that's yeah. just for the computer. Luckily, yeah. oh, thank God. Unless you have a deck that can steal spells, no human will get that. Right. But yeah, even yeah. then, that's only you're only be able to play it against the computer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing to worry about there. I think the so there are going to be thirty cards overall once mm-hmm. all five wings are out, mm-hmm. um, and they gave us how many cards? This oh six is it six cards per. No, it was no. It was five, five. So there's two class specific ones. The the class specific yeah, challenges were really cool too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good idea because I never play druid. And I play rogue every now and then, but they made you pick that class, and then they gave you you couldn't pick your deck. It's like here's a here's a special deck, and you have to beat this AI with it. Which is weird because when I played it, that deck seemed geared towards defeating that boss. Yeah. So it was mm. like, wait, so you're making me use this deck, which actually has some advantages against this boss. What's the point? Yeah, well, it's. Just, I think it's it's to introduce you to some of the new cards. Yeah. But also, uh, I think it's smart because it'll get players playing a class that they don't normally mm-hmm. play. And so, they'll, oh, maybe I actually do like Druid. And so, oh, I'm back into Hearthstone. Like, here's something new to do. Uh, and it was really cool, and it, it lets you play the new the Poison Seed cards. Yeah. Or the Poison Seeds card. Uh, I would never have touched that because I just don't play Druid, but now I'm like, oh, this is actually like. an awesome card. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, and it's been good for me because uh, the second I, I beat the... I didn't even mess with the heroic challenges at first because I heard they were just impossible. <laughs> uh, so as soon as I beat the uh, the class challenges I got my cards, I jumped straight back into multiplayer and just started wrecking people <laughs> because... Basically, the new cards that came out, they're, they're like spider cards and they're all beast-type cards. And mm-hmm. what that means... Is if you play Hunter like I do, and I do as well, and you do too, yeah. So you have a lot of buff cards or, or cards that specifically work like synergy or synergize with beast cards. Mm-hmm. But because they're new cards, everyone is running these new spiders in their decks, like a mage deck and rogue decks that that don't synergize with these. But they just want to. It's new. I'm they're new cards. Out. I gotta check this out. Yeah. So <laughs> so because they're they're taking out awesome cards to, and replacing them with like just sort of crappy spiders mm-hmm. that they can't do anything with. I have just been steamrolling people in, in ranks, so I just shot up from like rank sixteen to six in a, two days. Wow, yeah. Uh, and then I hit six, and it's just like a brick wall. Everyone's playing Miracle Rogue, and, Rogue, and it, it, it's just not fun anymore. So I'm mm. back to casual. Yeah, uh, but I really like the new cards, especially Haunted Creeper. Yeah, because it's it's a it's a crappy little spider, but it splits into two crappier spiders. But the value was awesome because it's two mana, and mm-hmm. you can buff it up because it's a beast. 
and you can draw cards with it because it's a beast and all kinds of stuff with Hunter. So I think really Hunter is the only class in the game that really makes use of the new cards mm-hmm. for now. I for mean, now because my accident did play when you when you fought her as a boss, she did play a lot of beast cards. So she was pretty much like a hunter, just like when you played. Oh, what was it? Um, a new a new Rakan or something. The first yeah. boss. Well, I can't remember what he did. The um, he had Frostbolt, like Mage. Powers. Yeah, Mage powers, and then the the what, what was the second girl's name? Uh, something. But yeah, she Forgot. she mainly played warrior cards, right? So yeah. um, each boss had its own hero powers, but seemed to be playing a lot of those type of cards, which is kind of weird. It was a little weird. I did not expect to get frost bolted by a spider. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. So I think maybe we're getting a little too nerdy about the card types and stuff. But the point is, uh, if yeah, so I've been talking to a lot of people who just got into Hearthstone and asking them like how they got into the game. A lot of people just because they liked World of Warcraft, they're getting mm-hmm. in because they know the lore. Right. Some people are coming from magic and at first like you know like your sister's boyfriend or whatever are like, "Ah, it's it's eh, so simple it's too it's for simple. babies." Yeah, but... this is a baby's game and then like they're hooked. Like you mm-hmm. see them I see like my friend Nikki was the same way and now she's like every time I log into BattleNet she's playing Hearthstone. <laughs> she's hooked on it. Uh, and then other people uh, like some of the pro players like Raynad, he got in because he was just a pro poker player. And mm-hmm. so he's got that mentality of like Maybe counting cards, but like doing the math and like knowing what your opponent has in his hand coming up. Uh, So if you're a poker player, yeah, and you like fantasy or Mm -hmm. games, play Hearthstone. It's like it's a game for everyone. I think my dad could get into it. You know, he wouldn't. He could. I've said it before. I like it just because I don't have to go to a card shop. I don't have to get a lot of people together to sit here and play this. I can play against whoever. Yeah. I don't have to know if it's a sweaty neck beard across because you only have six emotes. You can say. And yeah. you, can, I can play it whenever I want. If it's two a.m. and I want to play a card game, I can just go play Hearthstone. And um, it's free. Yep. I will say I've gotten a little too much into deck building. I did finally drop my first dollars into cards, mm-hmm. which was probably a bad idea because now I'm only a few cards away from having a better deck. It's like, well, if I just spend a little more, but I haven't. And you got Deathwing. Yep, your I first did, legendary. My first legendary, which is really awesome. And then I also got, um, I got my Exna because she's a legendary from. From the, the uh, solo adventure. The solo adventure. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have old Murkai now, which goes really well with my Murloc deck. Murloc Legendary, yeah. So that's kind of cool. I'm starting to get cool cards. I'm understanding the game a little better. I modified mm-hmm. my Hunter deck and jumped from rank 25 to 18. Ooh. And then I built that cheap Murloc deck you don't like and went from 18 to 15. It's garbage. <laughs> Murloc decks are... At they, least you're not playing Priest. Oh, You've heard my opinions on Priest decks priest. before. <laughs> they are the worst. So yeah, I mean it's it's fun. I just I want more people to play it with me. Mm-hmm. Like it because it, it, it's a lot more fun playing with even you know someone I know. Yeah, definitely. That's that's another thing. Um, just playing against randoms is one thing, but having someone who you can type or like chat with as mm-hmm. you're playing and explain every turn. Uh, friend of the show, Richard McKinney, who's you know CTO at Half Brick. Right. Uh, yeah, he, I mean he's like 14 hours ahead of me. So like when I'm playing <laughs> at three in the morning, it's his lunchtime. Yeah. But uh, he got me into the game. Uh, a good bit because he was he, he used to be a huge uh, he played war, the World of Warcraft CCG and he played a lot of mm-hmm. Magic before that so he gets this whole genre like he's already an expert right when it came out and he was explaining every turn he would destroy me like in player mm-hmm. matches over and over and over and over and over but he would be like why are you running Iron Iron Fur Grizzly like take that out of your yeah. deck that's just a garbage card I mean, but that's an awesome card look at the stats he's like no <laughs> so he would explain like these are the dumb things that you have in your deck. Take them out, replace them with this. When you get this card, like Arcane Golem, put it in. Here's why. 
Right. Watch this streamer. So yeah, you, if you have a friend explaining it, you'll streamline. Everything. And see, that's awesome because me, I just like I kept hearing Hearthstone is good. When, yeah. it, when it officially came out on iPad, I just downloaded it and just kind of started messing around. But then I again started watching streamers, so I kind of learned more about the meta game. Right. And I learned that it's a pretty much a game of values. You want to make sure you make mm-hmm. the best trades and what the best value cards are. So it's really just math. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. So if you if you're still on the fence about playing it, watch a good streamer like Trump or Hafu or Raynad, mm-hmm. uh, someone on Twitch that you know, like you can just subscribe. Like I get emails anytime Raynad jumps on a stream and mm-hmm. he's like, I'm jumping up the ladder on the EU uh, servers now. And uh, I swear to God, like I just absorb his knowledge. Yeah. Through osmosis, just watching him, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm suddenly a way better player just watch her watching him stream for half an hour. Because I'd be watching, because I watch Trump a lot, and, and I'd be like trying to predict his moves. I'm like, oh, he'll just do this and this. And he does something completely different. And then I'm like, that's so much smarter. Like, that was a much better play. Yeah. So I kind of was able to start doing that in some of my decks, which is why my Hunter deck got a lot better and I learned how to synergize cards more mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I just need a few more cards. Yeah, just do, but, you know, <laughs> just keep playing just get enough gold and play arena for free and yeah. no matter how bad you do, you at least get a deck or a, a new pack. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend money, but again, every time I have spent money, I've gotten a legendary. <laughs> yeah. So. I need I really want a Ragnaros the Fire Lord card that seems really OP. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. So, I guess that's enough inside baseball talk with, sure with play Hearthstone everybody it's great I guess it was just so much of like trying to get Steven or Vaughn or somebody to play with me but yeah when when, that, when Next Ramos came out me and you were on like chat going back and forth like oh my god this is ridiculous this is ridiculous <laughs> and, this boss is insane and yeah. then us playing different climbing the ladder at different times just going back and forth like fuck priests <laughs> like this guy just did this like well, well this guy just did this to me that, that, that's just really priest fun, players so. really are the scum of the earth yeah Pretty terrible. I just want to put that out. There. <laughs> Richard plays priest. Oh, I'll never forgive him. Um, so this Tuesday, you, the second wing will unlock. You could buy it for seven dollars, seven hundred coins, or if you got the first one for free, twenty dollars to unlock the Everything final four. Else. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I don't think I'm gonna have to pay a dollar for it because yeah. I've got. You have a lot of gold. Twenty-one hundred gold. Yeah, and that's just you know. Again, uh, actually, I have been. Uh, you know, when I first started playing, I would just save up just enough, like 150 gold, mm-hmm. do an arena run, and then go like two and three, and just like, yeah. damn it! Now <laughs> I've I've gotten good enough to where I I've been like breaking even a lot. I think seven oh, wow. wins is the break even point. Yeah, something like that. But in just in the past week, I've gotten ten wins, with, and both with paladin decks, and then you mm-hmm. just get like tons of gold. You get like 300 Fuck paladins gold. and that divine shield ship, by the way. Paladins but anyway. are great. Their, their paladins are underpowered, man. Mm-hmm. Trust me. That, that's something else I need to go read up on and learn is arena drafts because I seem yeah. to do really poorly in arena. I think it's just my drafting skills. Because Probably so. I'm, I, when I draft, I just look at those three cards and just pick instead of looking at my overall deck and seeing what could possibly go with what. But it's hard to tell because, you know, do I draft this Murloc? Am I going to get any other Murlocs? No, I'm not no. going to get the Murloc. Never, do, <laughs> never trying to make a Murloc deck in arena. Yeah. So it's just it's just tough like that. Mm-hmm. My Murloc deck kicks ass if I get the right draw. If you do, if I right. get the right draw. Yeah. So, um, okay. You want to talk about some news? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to so news. much. Well, yeah, a lot of news. This, despite the fact that Comic Con is also this weekend, which is kind of just pop culture con at this time. at this point. Yeah, not so um, much about comics. Well, there's plenty. So of there's, there's stuff from that. I wrote down a lot of stuff from 
um, earlier this week, so a lot of this might be a little dated. Because, again, it's Sunday and not Thursday or Friday when we usually record. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of games got some release dates announced. Oh. Uh, Dance Central Spotlight from Harmonix. Okay. Um, okay. September the 2nd. It's 10 bucks. comes with 10 songs. You can download other songs to go with it. Wait, what? What? It's a full-blown game for $10? It's 10 songs. So not really, but kind uh, of. So it's a... Yeah, all right. It's mainly yeah, okay. So it's just like an entry level. Yeah, some microtransactions. It's kind of like Rock Band Blitz. I see. But it's a full dance central game, sort of. Okay. But ten songs instead of like thirty or forty. Huh. Okay, that's interesting. I thought yeah. it was going to be a full blown sixty dollar game. I have a feeling if Rock Band ever comes back, it's going to be that's going to be similar to it. Here's some songs to start with, and you just buy the rest. Well, I mean, which is fine. That works for a Rock Band. Yeah. Right? You and Steven both spend over a thousand dollars easily. Easily. Sure. Um, also, Persona Q. Coming out mm-hmm. on November 25th. A lot of people excited about that. Yep. Myself not included. <laughs> not a big Persona but, fan. No, I mean, I've never really gotten into Persona. I'm sure they're awesome. Yeah. They're fun. I know. Play three. A um, couple games got release date, new release dates. Oh. Dragon Age Inquisition. Inquisition got delayed about a month and a half-ish to November 18th. That's good, because October 7th was the most crowded release date in the year, mm-hmm. of the year. Right. Uh, what other games were... It was supposed to be... I think... Was Evolve that day? Evolve is still that day, I, I think. think so. Unless that also got moved. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alien Isolation... Yep. Which I swore would have been the one to get moved because Sega just can't... I don't know about their marketing budget. There seems to be, well, there seems to be a lot of hype around that game, including yourself. Oh, yeah. That was my game of show at E3. Scared mm-hmm. the hell out of me. <laughs> and uh, DLC with the, with the original cast of the movie. Uh, two missions worth with... Uh, yeah, Scorny Weaver and... Everybody else? Dude. Oh, it's going to be good. Hopefully. Um, here you go. Well, this is an older post, so think... No, okay, we've got Alien Isolation, mm-hmm. Dragon Age Moved, Drive Club, yep. Middle Earth, Shadow of Mortar, right. NBA 2K15. Mm-hmm. You Tropico know. 5 also. Yeah, Tropico 5. So. Yeah, that's crowded. It's a very crowded... The most crowded day, pretty much, in mm-hmm. October on the 21st. Well... Battlefield Hardline is no longer coming out in the year 2014, uh, so right. you can throw that one out the window. <laughs> Evolve is the 21st, along with Fantasia, uh-huh. Just Dance, and The Evil Within. Did The Evil Within? Evil go? Within, I think, got pushed back a little bit. Yeah, I think so, too. Or maybe maybe not. But uh, that also... Oh, man, I wish I'd... <gasps> no, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't playable at E3 because it was Bethesda. And all their stuff is always behind... Behind closed, closed walls. Doors. Yeah. yeah, it's a giant black box of... Uh, <laughs> No, the Evil Within is coming sooner. August. Right? Yeah. Let me see. Mm, curious. Fact checking in a podcast. <laughs> Yay. Um, I'm a big survival horror guy, so yeah, uh, Evil Within and Alien are. Huge. No, it got pushed up a week. The 21st, now uh, October 14th. October 14th. Okay, so that's that's the only game coming out that week. It was originally scheduled on August, got pushed back to the 21st, and now it's the 14th of October. Okay. So there we go. Cool. So yeah, Battlefield Hardline. What makes you think that? Was it the shitty reception for the beta, the people, the fact that people were calling it a mod, or the fact that it wasn't very fun? Which, why do you think it got delayed <laughs> next year, Ben? Hmm. Uh, yeah, sounds like a combination of that. Uh, and then sure, you know, Battlefield 4 is still semi-broken, I guess. Like, it hasn't yeah. fully been patched, so... Um, but I think, yeah, it, it looked... It looked fun. I haven't played it yet. I played a couple hours of it. It was okay, but I don't. I've never played a Battlefield game before, really. Ah. I played a little bit of Bad Company. Okay, uh, yeah, but you didn't play four. No, so you. Can't. I own it, but <laughs> yeah, me too. The uh, yeah, I mean, it just this really seems like a waste of Visceral's talent. Mm. When, mm. like you said, a, a, I mean, a mod team could make this game. 
It's smaller. Does it really feel like a mod to you? Oh, Jesus. Hmm. It's just, it's smaller maps. The Cops and Robbers, the gimmick, has kind of got old after a while. I mean, it was a beta, so it's just the same, like, two fucking things over and over again. Sure. But it just, after about two hours, I was like, okay, that's enough of this. Right. And I think they still said it's coming out fiscal 2015, which means it'll come out before March 31st. Right. So that actually might be better, because as crowded as October is. Yeah. Yep. Maybe some people really want a multiplayer shooter in February of 2015. Maybe so. But 2015 is going to be like the next 2007 or the next 1998 of video games because there's so <laughs> many <laughs> good games coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next That's year, and next year, as we saw at E3. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm sure it's yeah, just reception. Like people, if the people really thought it felt like a mod and not like a full blown game, and it just wasn't worth their time or money, uh, and especially coming off the cool response of four. Mm-hmm. And four still being broken, they really have to have a polished product with Hardline. So I'm sure the delay is going to be worth it for them. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of wish I'd played it. I like I never did play Payday, Payday one or two, mm-hmm. but that was free on PlayStation Plus once. Damn wasn't it. it! Damn it! I gotta uh, I gotta make a point to download all, all these Plus games. But you don't just go through the website. No, nah, I used to. <laughs> I mean, I, I do every now and then, but I really should. Anyway, here Payday is awesome, and I like mm-hmm. the idea of that. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, it does feel kind of shoehorned in, like, why is this a Battlefield title and not exactly. a Because Battlefield name, at least now, well, now, now here's the thing. Well, I guess they never officially said Battlefield 5 was coming out in 2015, but mm. now Battlefield 5 is not going to come out in 2015. There's no way in hell they released two Battlefield titles in a year. You never know. There's no way in hell. Don't say never. <laughs> yeah, you're right, T.A. Um, Where's Assassin's Creed Comet? Mm. Mm, that's true. Where is that game actually? I, that I actually don't know. Year? There's no way it's coming out this year. Uh, they haven't really talked about anyway, shown anything yet. Uh, Sidetrack, yeah. Uh, let's see. Disney announced. They officially announced, even though it's kind of a duh. Guardians of the Galaxy characters are coming to Disney Infinity Marvel <laughs> superheroes. No way. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> cool. You can get Star Lord and uh, the you know Ahura chick in the pack. I don't know her name. Uh, the green girl from yeah. the, I haven't seen the movie. Green I don't girl. read that. It's the chick who played of her yeah. in the Star Trek reboots. They come in the uh, playset, and then you can get Rocket Raccoon, Groot, and Drax separately. Neat. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was reported that Google is set to buy Twitch for $1 billion. Yep. Good or bad? Uh, it's probably good. I think. You know, sure. I mean, Google owns YouTube, and uh-huh. YouTube wasn't really doing much until that acquisition. Yeah, but then Google was the one who came around and started pulling games and Let's Plays for copyright violations, so yeah. that's when things get a little sticky, but maybe they've gotten over that, they've worked out better deals with publishers, because we reported not too long ago that YouTube is now going to do 60 frames per second, why else would YouTube do 60 frames per second, and what if it wasn't for video games, right. or maybe they were just going with that to you know show Twitch that, hey, we can kind of do this too. Yep. And they sold, so now we'll see You know if that's still coming. It gives them more capital. I just hope it doesn't mess up the goodness yeah, of Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to sign in with my Google Plus profile to watch streamers now, because, like, holy shit. Oh, man. Leave me alone, point. YouTube. Leave me alone. That might happen. Yep. But I don't know. I don't know. I think if they're smart, they're going to pretty much leave it alone and just, just, yeah, we own it now, but we're still leaving it. I'm sure it will be. I mean, everybody freaked out when Facebook bought Oculus, and that's yeah. whatever. That's well, well, that remains to be seen, but it's yeah. yeah I, I think that'll be, be fine. 
be too much. So, I mean, Twitch is popular. Twitch has only been around for what, like five? It's a spinoff of Justin TV. Justin TV, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, because I mean, Twitch is pretty much the go-to. You stream. <sighs> Twitch is the go-to now. You have two hundred plus thousand eyes watching the International Forum or watching League. One hundred thirty thousand people watching Smash Finals of Evo. You know, pretty impressive. That's that's big numbers. Yep. And all those streamers making money with their subscribe buttons. I guess Google <laughs> wants a piece of that pie now. Yeah. Let's see. PlayStation 4 is finally getting 3D Blu-ray support in okay. this week's patch. Cool. So, you have this new 3D TV. Time to watch some 3D Blu-rays. <sighs> well, I do. I've got, yeah, it came with four pairs of active 3D glasses, and I have nothing to watch. They on. gave you four pair? Yeah, Usually, came like, in the buy box. those for like $200 each. Nope, I guess that was three years ago when I worked at Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just have them, and I, I desperately wanted to play Puppeteer in 3D, and I stupidly sold my copy, and I gave my other copy to my friend Matthew at Hellfire Games, friend of the show. Yes. <laughs> friend of me, so I'm on the show. Uh, yes, yeah, so I just need to borrow his copy again and, and play it because, I, I yeah, I'm not, I'm not huge on 3D, but I, that game is so good. Have you played Puppeteer? No, I need oh to. Oh, my God. I think that was, was my... It, I think it was, was it free? I think it was free. It was on PS Plus yeah. like two or three months ago. Mm-hmm. That was my number three game of 2013. That's how good it is. And it's supposed to it's supposed to be the best three D game or the best use of three D in any game ever made. Interesting. And I just uh, haven't been able to check it out, so I will. I'll report back. Okay. Let us know. But three D Blu rays, so, so movie support, three D movie support. Right. Yeah. Now for so, the PS four. And that came late in the PS three cycle, which is weird, but it's even weirder that it did not ship on PS four. Mm. But, you know. Three D it isn't two thousand eleven anymore. They're not trying to ram three D down our throats, so yeah. it's fine. Lower so, priority for that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now it's all about the 4K. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tekken 7 is mm. coming to PC. PC? Yeah. Interesting. Eh, it's going to sell like 100,000 copies. <laughs> Maybe. Did you ever watch that trailer? Uh, yeah, Eden? there's no gameplay, so no. whatever. CG, Japanese people talking. Yeah, I think I think Shane tweeted this as just like... Uh, can't really get into the Mishima family's personal drama anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Tekken. Like, I mean, there are people who are super excited for another Tekken game, but it's the last one, right? That's what they're saying, or at least like this is the, the thrilling conclusion to the story. I guess, but they also tweeted out today that Tekken Cross Street Fighter is still a thing, so yeah, chill out. Sure. There's still going to be spinoffs, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Tekken Tag Tournament 3 might come out in 2019. Yeah. I love Tekken growing up, but I quit giving shit about Tekken after Tekken Tag won. The best Tekken. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, well, it's going to be Unreal Engine 4, so it's going to be super pretty. Yeah. Tekken games always look good. Yeah. Unless, well, well <laughs> Tekken 1 and 2 aren't that Well, they look great at the time. Yeah. Uh, sure, it'll be pretty. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. I'm not going to buy it, but no. I will go to someone's house. <laughs> I bought Tekken 6, and, and then I was like, okay, well, I... I'm, when I grew up, at the bowling alley and the arcade, they had Tekken. I played a shit ton of Tekken. I didn't play much Street Fighter growing up. Tekken One. Yes. Okay. I didn't play a lot of Street Fighter growing up, just like I didn't have a Nintendo. So I played Tekken and I had a Sega Genesis. So I was like that weird golf kid. Okay. So every Tekken game that came out, I kind of just bought it because I think Best Buy was doing like a buy two get one that week, so I just bought Tekken, and I played it like twice with my sister, and that was it. And then I bought Tekken Tag Two on Wii U just because of the gimmick. Right. Giant. Mario stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know if I'll, I might finally pass 
on this one just because a lot of more of my friends obviously play more Street Fighter or Marvel and mm-hmm. I would rather play that now because I've learned more about them and they seem like better games. They're simply better games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the Tech and Tag Tournament 2 uh, I bought for a friend of mine for Christmas and I was like, yeah, we're totally going to play it because Tag was awesome. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel the same. No. There's something weird about it. I don't know if it was just like because we were teenagers when it came out and it mm-hmm. was just like super awesome. It was the first... I think it was the first tag-in sort of mechanic. And well, no, there were like there were other weird Sega fighting games and like Marvel vs. Street Fighter, I guess. But I don't know, man. It it felt like it legitimized Tekken for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. And then like Tekken, Plus they had the bowling mini game, and that was pretty much the best, <laughs> yeah, right. so. on the console. Yeah, there was yeah. a bunch of weird pack-in stuff. But I don't know. Tag two just didn't really do it for me. So yeah, Tekken seven. Someone someone listening has to be excited. So. <laughs> Good Hooray. on them, and then probably our PC players, so now they're even more. more That's cool, yeah, I didn't know it was coming to PC, so. This is probably, Com- I'm assuming this would be Comic-Con news, it was. It happened around then. Um, Sony Pictures announced their movie lineups coming up, they moved some things around. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, They the video game related news I wrote down was the Uncharted movie has a release date. Starring who? We Good. don't know yet. Nope. Nah. But it is going to come out on June 10th, 2016. Well, Which was they got to get shooting pretty damn fast. Then. That was the Amazing Spider-Man 3's original launch date, which they pushed back to 2018. They should just cancel that movie. <laughs> and Sinister Six is coming out sometime in 2017. I don't remember that one. I didn't write it down. But they're making they, a Sinister Six movie is confirmed because Amazing Spider-Man 2 was pretty much just a setup for that. Mm-hmm. And they did confirm, and I think they confirmed a Venom movie too, which has been rumored. Okay. talked about for a while they're trying to you know make it marvel cinematic universe type shit and it's you know just sell the rights back come on sony just right. stop please <laughs> i know you didn't like the amazing spider-man reboot i thought it was okay Good god you didn't see spider-man 3 so you don't know the horrors and pain that's true of being left with that so anything better than that was better although i did rewatch amazing spider-man recently and it was worse the second time thank you <laughs> but amazing spider-man 2 was Okay. I heard it was better than the first one. Yes. But I refuse to pay a penny toward that the production of a third movie. I think I own it, so if you just want to like Jeez. drive the seven hours to Why watch did, it. Did you just bought it sight unseen? I, I saw it in the theater. And then you bought it? Did I buy it? Is it out yet? I don't think it's out yet. <sighs> Maybe I'm making... No, I don't think it's out yet on Blu-ray. I think I'm making things up now. Okay, good. <laughs> no one should own that movie. Well, I don't know about the sequel. Whatever, whatever. But the, So the good news is, though, yes. they pushed that crap out... <laughs> So and, they can make Uncharted. And hopefully it's not. It's going to be better than the Marky Mark, like they're a family of treasure hunters movie that was originally pitched a couple of years ago. Yeah. So Mark Wahlberg, uh, you know, he's a fine actor sometimes, but he is ripped out of his mind. And Nathan Drake <laughs> is not like a pro wrestler type dude. Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion, I think. I was, about, be, I was just about yeah. to ask who you should get. And I, I was, yep, Nathan Fillion should be Nathan Drake. Just, just hire him. Because he has that like kind of swagger and attitude that that Nathan Drake has, and he's got the face and the haircut already. Just yeah. book him. Yes, he's your guy. He is Nathan. He, Drake. He's he's buff enough, but not like huge. Where yeah. he's just yeah, he's he's your guy. Come on, Sony. Seriously, seriously. Um, the last piece of news. Oh, wait, wait, go ahead. No. Oh. Oh, well, there's there's a bit of related news. To okay, that. what you got? Still sticking sticking with uh, video game movies. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi has been confirmed to produce the Last of Us movie. That's right. Uh, it is, thank God. Now, Sam Raimi can't take himself seriously ever. <laughs> and I love the guy. Some of his, some of my favorite movies were, well, directed or 
you know, written by like Evil Dead Two, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Two <laughs> was actually fun, but just wacky as hell, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's it's fine because it's Spider Man, but like Drag Me to Hell, oh, mm-hmm. so awesome! As I love that movie, but it's just like over the top wacky gore. The just, Great and Powerful Oz. Was that him? I think so. Oh man, James Franco. No, wait, was it him? Mm, I, don't I don't know if that was. Maybe that's produced by him. Anyway, yeah, this is produced <laughs> by Sam. Raimi. So when I saw Sam Raimi. I was like, oh god, this is like an extremely serious piece of source material. I don't know if I, but he's producing it, so that's mm-hmm. fine. Written by Neil Druckmann. From Naughty Dog. From Naughty Dog. He's going to protect the script, so that's good news. So well, it's going to stay... Well, no, it's funny, because I read that Neil Druckmann wanted to rewrite the beginning and ending. Okay. And Sam Raimi was like, no, you shouldn't do that. Let's stick with the source material. What? Yeah, you think it, you sure it wasn't the other way around? I'm pretty sure because Sam Raimi was like, I thought I would be like trying to protect the script from producers, not from you. Weird. Well, I could see. I, I'm fine. I would be fine with that because I don't want to just see a movie version of exactly what I, I'm of going a movie, to play of a twice. movie of a game. Yeah, uh, but see, then but no, because if people didn't know that news, they'd be like, well, "This is different. What the fuck?" Sure. So yeah. I think it'd be better to stick with the source material. I hate when they change things. Yeah, like, I mean the movie doesn't even need to be made, but right if, if they're gonna make it, which they are, mm-hmm. um, sure. Why not? Why not have Neil Druckmann writing the script? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Raimi producing—that's fine. He's produced some other cool stuff. Who do you get to direct directed. it? Who do <sighs> you, Ben Lewis, get to direct it? You know, I've had this conversation with uh, my coworker Matthew, and it, my knee jerk was to say like, if <laughs> if they say Guillermo del Toro, I'm out. <laughs> Because that is another man who recently cannot take himself seriously. Pacific Rim was great, fuck you. Hey, Pacific <laughs> Rim was fun, but it was a little too wacky. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's, it's Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can't have that dude make a movie like The Last of Us. Except, wait, yes you can, because when he takes himself seriously and does survival hor- or, or horror movies, mm-hmm. or just like gritty stuff like The Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth, that's when he's at his best. I think Hellboy was just too tongue-in-cheek like and goofball. Yeah. Did not like Hellboy 1 or 2. That was him? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was him coming off of Pan's Labyrinth and Devil's Backbone hmm. and all these awesome, spooky sort of I guess that's why that movies. had the hype it did. Because I yeah. never really heard of Hellboy before that. And uh, I guess yeah. it was Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, it was just like off the wall stupid. So, but whatever. So anyway, let's just hypothetically say. Now, he's, I don't think he'd have the space for it because mm-hmm. he's doing The Strain and Pacific Rim 2. Mm-hmm. But, ah, sure, he could do it. Or, uh, who's the guy? Gore Verbinski. Same oh, okay. same type of thing. Like he did the ring, the U.S. ring, and I, which I thought like was perfect, mm-hmm. a perfect adaptation. I thought it was better than Japanese version. It's one of my favorite horror movies, just dripping with atmosphere. And then he makes the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which are just stupid. The first one was okay. Yeah, it was okay, but it was just like you know, uh, it's PG rated goofball stuff. You saw they're making a fifth one, right? Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! Anyway, so anyway, that's another director who like, yeah, if he goes back to like making. Evil feeling, like yeah. oh my god, that whole, that whole game was just like atmosphere, and yeah, and they got they have to nail that for this movie, right? So I say get one of those two guys. Now it's probably just going to be some chump who has directed like a few music videos and now gets this, mm-hmm. but uh, whatever, we'll see, right? Oh, and the other piece of news about that is they wanted well, so Sam Raimi is talking to I forget her name, Maisie the, Williams, yes, Arya Stark from, from Game, game of, Thrones. of Thrones. I don't know, man, I don't know. Uh, it could work. Maybe. I haven't seen her in anything else, and she's faking a British accent in that, so if she's she? actually an American act... Oh, but she's British. Yeah. So she would have to fake an American accent. Yeah. That's doable. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But I don't. she doesn't have the face for it. 
We've had this conversation on Facebook a bit. So yeah, I mean... Clearly, the choice really is Ellen Page, but Ellen Page is like 30 now, and, yeah, she's not, and she can't play a 14-year-old. I, I, I think there's some bad blood with Sony and Ellen Page with the whole... <laughs> right. The whole... Uh, what's that game called? Uh, you know... Oh, wait. Uh, come on, man. What's that game called? Let's just edit this part out. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. That with that... Um, Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. That's it. Okay. That whole thing, and the fact that Ellie originally looked like just like her, and then they changed it. I don't think that would happen. Because a lot of people are saying Maisie Williams could be okay, or also, um, I forget, forgot her name too, the chick who plays Hit Girl in Kick-Ass. Yeah, I brought that up. Chloe yeah. something something. Yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she'd be okay, and she's the right age. She's a little bit older than Ellie is actually in the game, but she can play. She plays younger Kids. Yeah, of course. And Very well. Maisie Williams is 16 or 17, but Arya in the show is supposed to be like, well, 12? in the show, like 12, in the book, like... Nine or nine, something. Nine, yeah. So, it, you could put enough makeup and make her change her hair, because you just see her as Arya Stark right now, and that's probably Yeah, yeah. I've never seen her in anything else, mm-hmm. so I don't know her range. She she could probably be great. Yeah. Who do you get to play Joel? Hugh Jackman. Yes. That is an excellent choice. Yeah, there's actually... would also have to do an American accent, but, oh, you he, know, yeah. He does a lot of time. I know, I know. Yeah, there's actually, uh, there's a thread about this on NeoGAF, and some guy posted a, a, a screenshot of him kind of hobo-looking in Prisoners, which I didn't see. Uh-huh. But it's like, and there's a picture of Joel right underneath, and he's got the same beard, the same coat, oh, wow. same grizzled look. It's, it is Hugh Jackman. And yeah. So, like, yeah, just, just get him, hmm. get him to play Joel, the rest will fall into place. Yeah, so there's a lot of potential. Yeah, again, doesn't need to exist. Probably won't be that great, but, but it'll yeah. get more people into The Last of Us. Maybe so. the problem will be it'll be PG thirteen, and of course it will. Yeah, you know, no cool. The clickers might look kind of gross, but no cool like kills or even with the um, like the other survivors, the hunters or whatever they're called, the the dudes. Yeah, right. You know, this reminds me though. Remember, there was supposed to be a Bioshock movie mm-hmm. like five years ago, and Gore Ver- Gore Verbinski was, was going to be the mm-hmm. director. And I think he canceled it because the studio was going to push it to be PG-13. And he and said, that, there's no way we can tell the story. I was so excited because that was one of the few video game movies I thought could do well. Because, I mean, Bioshock has a really good story. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see. This. But it'll be PG-13. Yeah, of course. Um, or will it? Because the game is M. Yeah, but they want to appeal to... You want money. They want to make $100 million. Silent Hill movies were R. Mm? Yeah, but they were more horror and this is more... Well, this is pretty bleak stuff, man. You're right. Yeah, but it'll probably be PG-13. <laughs> anyway. We'll see in two years or whenever. Is it 2016? Who knows? Is, there's no date on that poster, is there? Because no. there's a poster that came out of uh, 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 Comic-Con that says, soon to be a motion picture, with like a yeah. teaser shot of someone playing Ellie who probably won't be the final actress mm-hmm. because they don't know yet, but I don't think there's a year on it. Let's just say 2016. Okay. Um, last bit of news I have. It's kind of big news. Um, with Microsoft, they are letting go of 18,000 of their employees. And mm-hmm. uh, in, in that, shutting down the Xbox Entertainment Division, which did, or was trying to do, I guess, their original programming and content. Because TV, 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 TV sports. Stuff. Right. Yeah. But, and that seems like a big number. And obviously it sucks people losing their job. But they did just acquire Nokia, which is 25,000 employees. And 12... Twelve five of that eighteen thousand is Nokia, employees, right? Right, which you know still sucks. But yeah, but the other fifty five hundred are coming from somewhere, Some, somewhere in Microsoft. I mean, they just have a new CEO. So yeah. anytime a new CEO has to come in, he has to come in, throw his power around, and show why they hired him. 
Sure. Start trimming some fat. Well, he also did say, like, Xbox is kicking ass, and mm-hmm. that is one of their most profitable sectors, so they're probably not going to chop anyone, well, I say that, but 18,000 people, someone's yeah. got to come out of somewhere. But also, we have a new head of Xbox. Right. With Phil Spencer, and he is like, we're back on games, so this TV shit... Right. But it's not affecting either Halo Project, the movie, or the TV show. Mm-hmm. The Quantum Break stuff... Still in production. Still there. So, like, what's left? Yeah. It was. It must have been all unannounced projects that no one really could have gotten behind internally. That that, that documentary they were doing with the ET dig stuff. That's still going on. So, yeah, it must have been just. How is it still going on? Or like, there's still that show is still it, that wasn't affected either. Oh yeah, sure. That yeah. actually came out. So yeah, who? I mean, that's fine. No one asked mm-hmm. for this. Like yeah. no one. No one said like you know what I really need. I mean, More some, some TV stuff. The Halo live action, those miniseries that was going on when Halo Reach mm-hmm. was coming out, those are kind of cool. And I said, if this ever became a thing, I would watch it. Sure. But I like Halo and you're not a big fan, yeah. which is fine. But it's still weird why this existed. Now it doesn't, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it, it sucks, you know, for those people who lost their job. They'll land on their feet, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah, hopefully in actual game development. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not making Nokia phones. Right. And then another piece of Microsoft news I found kind of funny, especially since you're a community manager. I figured this might hit with you. I don't know if you saw they tweeted out something that was like, Xbox has the best exclusive games. Right. And it had like Forza Motorsport 2. I mean, Forza Horizon 2, which is also coming to Xbox 360, not Xbox One. Sunset Overdrive. Great. Assassin's Creed Unity. On everything. On everything. Yeah, and wasn't it actually like the best games of the year? Yeah. That kind of thing where like it was, it's it was only like, on Xbox One. Yeah, they're like the best the best exclusives of the year. Right. Which uh, I think they would they you know, Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare. Exclusive DLC content. Yeah, it's same with just an asterisk in there yeah, somewhere. But I think that's what they meant. It was quickly pulled. Ah. Once it, you know they got called up, but it's like, come on guys. Yeah. Proofread your stuff. Well, I mean there's it's just marketing. A lot of times mm-hmm. it'll be like, okay, well, we're gonna get away with this, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, everyone who reads this will just like fall for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's tweet it. Uh, let's see what happens. And then, like, oh, okay, maybe not. That happens all the time. <laughs> Have you ever had to do something like that where you like tweeted or Facebook something like shit, shit, nope, nope, nope. Uh, a couple times, but it's <laughs> it's never been like offensive or misleading. It's okay. always like, uh oh, typo. How did how, oh. I check this three times? Whoop. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, with with Twitter, it's not so bad. I mean, when you have like ten thousand followers, it's not that big of a deal. When oh, you have yeah, like million. forty-one million, yeah. Yeah, it's going to get screen capped and people will mm-hmm. see it instantly. So yeah, I mean, you know, social media guys, just uh, quadruple check your tweets and make <laughs> sure you are not being misleading, and you'll be fine. Cool. That's all the news I have. I know you've been keeping oh, up more man. with Comic Con stuff or other news than I have. I've got so much news, Go so ahead. much additional news. Go ahead. Uh, first and foremost. The most important thing is a new Silent Scope game is coming to arcades. <laughs> oh my god. It's called Bone Eater. Silent Scope Bone oh, Eater. Wow. And it seems to be an offshoot of Metal Gear. Okay. Somehow. I'm not too sure. Like The characters all look like Metal Gear-y hmm. in design. Uh, and uh, if you, you can check out the trailer on YouTube. Uh, and it, it's all very vertical. So it's it's not like letterboxed. Like, everything hmm. is like black boxes on both sides and left and right sides the whole video is vertical so I was like oh it's obviously an iOS title of course it is my like, favorite I'm just gonna tap to snipe <laughs> this looks ugh, whatever and they don't show any system info it doesn't say iOS or arcade or anything mm-hmm. in the trailer and then you go to the website and it's like here's the badass arcade cabinet it is this pretty sweet looking man it is so slick so uh, there was a, a gaff thread and uh, they were doing a location test in an arcade in Chiba and some guy said he was there and 
saw some bigwig from a U.S. distribution company talking about bringing it to the U.S. Hmm. So there are chances that we will see these games or this game pop up at like Dave and Buster's, maybe because I mean there's still plenty of like not really barcades, but like you know, like Dave and Buster's, like huge entertainment complexes mm-hmm. where you can get drunk and play games. Yeah, and there are no real new arcade games except save the couple that we played this weekend. Oh, we'll yeah, we should have talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I played some Silent Scope EX yesterday at uh, Pinballs, the amazing arcade we went to yesterday. This was pretty fun. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, I, I love that series. So I'm super excited to just to get an, uh, a chance to play that. And uh, if it if it does come to any arcades in the U.S., I'm sure one of them will be in Austin Arcade. So that's super hot news for me. Um, talked about the Last of Us movie, but in related news, the Last of Us remastered is out. Pretty in uh, two days. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, could that be? Here's a question to you. Could that be Game of the Year 2014? Because <laughs> the official uh, topic on Gaff is, is Last uh, of Us Remastered Game of the Years. Oh, I guess it could be. I've said it before. A lot of people probably haven't played The Last of Us just because Tons. they already turned it in their PS3. It was a late cycle. They're waiting for PS4. Whatever. Yep. Um, it. I guess it really just depends on the game site whether they considered remakes. New games or not? Or yeah, I, I myself wouldn't consider it in the running for yeah. top ten anything because it's yeah, it's it's an HDified unless it's like something that was an older game that they redid but kind of added new stuff to make it even better. Would I even maybe consider like an HD version as a game of the year? But that that that's an interesting interesting point because it's yeah. 2014 has some good games. It's no 2015, and <laughs> a remake from last year could easily take the top spot. Maybe I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't think it should be in the running, but I cannot wait because it, yeah, Last of Us was Game of the Year for me last year. Mm-hmm. The multiplayer is incredible. See, I haven't played that at all, oh but I'll play God. it. We'll play it on PS4 now. Yeah, it's yeah. so good, and uh, yeah, it comes with new DLC and the old DLC as well, all for fifty bucks. So I pre-ordered mine months ago, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's almost here. So. Play that, yeah, if you haven't, I know a lot of people who haven't played it yet, you know, or played halfway through the PS3 version, and then just said, but I'm sure this will come out on PS4, just sold it halfway through. Yep. So uh, a whole slew of people, uh, that's probably going to sell, I think, could sell like 2 million copies. We'll you see. heard it here first. <laughs> uh, so that's super exciting. Um, in other game news, Bioware, did you, so did you get this email, this cryptic email with this weird nightmare trailer from Bioware on Friday? No. If I did, I didn't check it because I was driving seven hours here. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so I think when you were on the road, this email went out. Interesting. It's just a quick 30-second video of a guy having a nightmare. He's, like, running through an alley that's filled with smoke, jumping over bicycles, and then there's a guy with smoke for a, f- a head, and then he finds this car and himself, he, 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 like, the guy is looking at himself in the car, and then he wakes up and his girlfriend's like, what's going on? And then that's the video. Mm-hmm. And it says, you have been chosen. That's the tagline. Hmm. Nothing else. Bioware? Bioware. So Hmm. Gaff Detectives looked into this, and they're like, okay, so we think it's... So it's not a MOBA. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the name of the game is Shadow Realms, but I I don't think I'd seen those words before, Mm -hmm. like that name. Um, Possibly developed at Bioware Austin. They've singled it out to Bioware Austin, but I'm pretty sure they're only doing... uh, Swotor stuff. Swotor stuff. So I could be wrong. There might be a small team here doing it. Um... That's about it. Like they don't really know any details. Uh, it seems like it could be a horror game or like something kind of creepy. 
And it will just turn out to be like a tower defense game <laughs> after all that. <laughs> Some free-to-play garbage is what people will think in that thread, too. So yeah. I don't know. It, it seems... That's just the cynicism in me leaking, yeah. so I'm sorry for that. <laughs> sure. But it, yeah, I mean, Bioware's never really done anything spooky. No. So I'm curious. But mm-hmm. then again, it could be one of the weird Bio sh- Bioware offshoots mm-hmm. studios. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you're an EA studio, you're either called Visceral or Bioware at this point, <laughs> yeah. so who really knows anymore? Yeah. It, maybe it's... A, no, I don't know. I don't know who's making it. Maybe it's Austin, but I don't know anyone who's working there currently. Is so this an email trailer? Like, that was That's it. Movie. It's just a link to a trailer. The video tells you nothing. Interesting. Then, mm, so, Shadow Realms, apparently, is what that is. Uh, Legend of Korra gameplay uh, came out. Ten minutes of footage that IGN had. We just watched it before the show. Yeah. Uh, Platinum Games' is new, uh, apparently, super faithful cartoon mm-hmm. uh, Adaptation, game. yeah. Does not look like a Platinum game. Visually, because it looks mm-hmm. like the like, like, like cartoon. Uh, combat looks really cool. I don't know, man. It's a Platinum game. They're not going to screw it up. Yeah, I mean... Or will they? Because <laughs> the game's only four hours long. Ooh, but well. that's also kind of a Platinum thing. Like, Vanquish was five hours. Right. But I mean, some, some of those fight scenes... Some of those five hours. Some of those fight scenes, what, what Korra was doing was really cool. And you don't, you're not a fan of the... I know nothing show, about the series. Other than it's a continuation that, yeah, of the Airbender. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, it, visually, it looks a lot like the TV show. I still haven't watched any of season three. It's sitting on my DVR. But um, I've said it before, they could do some really cool things with that. Korra mm. is more of a fight first kind of avatar, <laughs> and she's way more powerful in terms of her bending like that than Aang from the original series was. Because Aang was much more, let's peacefully talk about this, but I can fuck shit up when I need to. <laughs> right. But Korra like, says, let me just punch you in the face first. So they can have some really cool stuff. She was like spinning around, throwing tornadoes everywhere. A lot of long huge, range stuff. Yeah, yeah, huge water you know, bending stuff coming at them. Mm-hmm. And that was just a little bit of you know, footage we watched. It was like, what? Like, it was a pretty long video. Ten minutes, 12 yeah, minutes, okay. 12 yeah, minutes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they had one of the uh, producers or de- designers in there, and there's some Japanese translations going on. But, yeah, a lot of uh, counters and, and high combos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Looks fun. Yeah. You know, and it's platinum. But, yeah, it's just gameplay is four hours long, so hopefully it's, like, super replayable. What do you uh, think, 15? Activision will probably be 20. Activision licensed game will probably be 20 bucks. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, it might be digital only. Who knows? It is digital. Only. It is okay. Well, then probably twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, speaking of Walking Dead, uh, season three got confirmed for the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, so I mean, that, not not necessarily a no brainer because I don't know how season two wraps up. That episode five isn't out yet, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. I think season two is wrapped. Okay. Yes, it is. It okay. totally is. Yeah. Because uh, that yeah. would make sense. Because why would they announce? A season three for those who don't know how season two ends because that could kind of ruin. Well, I guess not. I don't know. We're not going to talk about that right now because that could spoil things. And I don't want to do that. Sure. So, <laughs> uh, but so that's good news. So, you know, uh, the reviews for Walking Dead season two were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although Polygon gave it a six, but they don't know how to review games. Nope. So don't worry. It wasn't a seven point five. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is breaking news, kind of like right before the show, we saw this headline uh, that apparently this leaked for Gamescom uh, Journey. Uh, Until Dawn, which is that cabin in the woods looking... Uh, oh, yeah, PS4 where game. you hate all the characters, and it turns out you want them to die because that's the point of the game. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's by Supermassive Games, the guy yeah. that did... The, the team that did the uh, the dinosaur... What was it called? Uh, like Jurassic Encounter, I think, is what it was called. The the, uh, the Morpheus demo that I got to do at E3. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to do that because I didn't have a cool press... Appo- I mean, a cool uh, appointment like you did. Well, you know, what can I tell you? 
Uh, that and Unfinished Swan. So Journey, Until Dawn, and Unfinished Swan all confirmed for PS4. So that leaked. Mm. So look for that. Gamescom is what, next month, right? Yeah, it's in August. That, so That makes sense because a lot of people are saying Journey, Journey, Journey coming HD. In. Yeah, it's a weird pick for Unfinished Swan uh, because no one really bought that on PS3 and it was a, a wacky idea. Uh, you were just throwing paint at the walls and everything to uncover mm-hmm. the world. And it was really creative but didn't really seem to grab people. It got a lot of sixes. Uh, but Journey was great. I mean, a lot of people said that was either game of the year or game of the generation. Yeah, I wouldn't give a game of the generation. It, it wasn't even my game of the year. It was good, and it was pretty. Yeah. But uh, I don't understand all the massive hype for that, but I mean, it was still fun. Artistically, it was great. Yes. It, it pulled a lot of uh, heartstrings, and you know, it made you feel things. But the mm. gameplay is not even really there. You're just jumping and chirping. Yeah, and, and then the... the where you can see other people. I mean, Dark Souls and Demon Souls have been doing that since 09 and yeah. whatever. But it just made you feel things, yes. which is good. So That's I, surfing. Did you, you play it, right? Yeah, when yeah. You're surfing. surfing. And the sand, yeah, that was really cool. Gorgeous. And yeah. the music was great. So, so yeah, a 1080p, 60 frames version I'd of that. I'd probably rebuy it. I'll buy it. Yep. Yep. Um, that's news. Wow. That's news. That's a lot of news. A lot of stuff. And Comic-Con is still technically happening. Well, yeah. I guess today was the last day. Yes. So, still more headlines to come from that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that, hopefully, this Friday. Yeah. Uh, new releases. There are also a lot of new releases this week. More than I thought, especially during the summer. I could... If I... Mm, nope, I didn't write down all of them. And if I did, we'd be here for another hour. <laughs> so I picked ones that sounded good to me. Okay. Um, Friday. Last Friday. Two days ago. Uh, Wii Sports Club came out physically. All of them on Wii U. For 50 bucks. Hmm. All right. You gonna buy that for fifty bucks? You gotta play something. Yeah, <laughs> Last of Us remastered on Tuesday, PS4. Yep. So that is a lot exciting, as well as Rogue Legacy. Ooh, coming to PlayStation Three, Four, and Vita as a cross buy. Cross buy. Cross buy. That's such a good game. And yeah, damn, that's a good game. I quit playing it on PC just so I could play it on my <laughs> Vita PS4. and PS4. Yep. So I'm excited to get back into that because when I was playing it on PC. I was like, this is kind of dumb. Why am I doing this? And then after about an hour, I finally broke that wall where it was like, finally start killing things, progress the tree more. I'm like, all right, this is fun. This is and awesome. then I stopped. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I started playing that right after I got my PlayStation 4. I didn't have anything to play on my PS4, but I hooked my DualShock up to my MacBook. Yep. And, man, DualShock 4 is the only way to play roguelikes. Correct. Correct. Um, let's see. Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds. What the hell is that? Game coming to PlayStation Vita. Okay. Okay. Gotta play something. <laughs> I really need to get my Vita fixed because it's not responding to things right now. It looks like uh, some little chibi Japanese girls flying through space. It is a beat 'em up that was released on XBLA last year. It's now coming to Vita and PS4. Who's the developer on that? The developer on that is Division 2. Okay. So there we go. Cool. Um, the Ratchet and Clank Collection. It's coming right. to PlayStation Vita, and I assume if it runs anything like the Jack and Daxter or the Sly Cooper Collection, it's going to run like shit uh, on the Vita. But I don't know. And they might have gotten that worked out. Um, let's see. All-Star Slammin' D-Ball what? is a PlayStation 1 Classics game coming to your PlayStation 3. Is that short for Dodgeball? Uh, it looks like it from this cover. Why it's called D-Ball? Who says D-Ball? I don't, maybe in the 90s. Nope. <laughs> if, you know, listeners, if you ever said D-Ball, please write in. Yes. <laughs> GamewareExpress at gmail.com. Lego Ninjago Nindroids. What? 
is coming out on PlayStation Vita and Nintendo 3DS. There's a game you can play on your 3DS, Ben. You know, you say a lot of games are coming out, but this is mostly just some weird shit. <laughs> hey, someone's going to buy like Ninjago, Ninjroids. Tendroids. All right, okay, what's up next? Here's the good stuff. Thursday, Mega Man Battle Network. That's a GBA game. That makes sense. It's coming to Wii U, and they've been releasing those GBA games. <sighs> Gotta play something on that thing. <laughs> Shovel Knight, am I right? That's Shovel the, Knight. That's the Wii U that's game where it's to at. play. Okay, all right. Pinball FX2. Hey. that's uh, I hear that's good. That That's the, uh, what's it called on PlayStation 4? Sorry, on PlayStation 4. Hmm? It's the same thing as, um, I don't know. Oh, it's like the, pinball It's like the fantasy pinball yeah, one, not like pinball yeah, arcade. Yeah, yeah. It's coming out on Expo, and I'm pretty sure I read you cannot transfer your tables you bought on 360 to xbox one because fuck you bummer <laughs> and also on thursday is x type plus on wii u which kind of looks like a bullet hell shit flying around kind of shooter is that some weird sequel to r type it might be or is that who's the de- de- developer on that uh phobos lab who are these no <laughs> never heard of them i don't know if it's like r type then cool but an it's... endless boss battle bullet hell shooter also features a more frantic plus mode as well as online leaderboards with included replay sharing so x type all right well there we go cool those are most of your new releases next week they also have some like other pc titles and other smaller games that i've never heard of pure pool okay ps4 yeah so the greatest billiard simulator ever made? <laughs> I don't know. All I'm really hearing is Last of Us Remastered. That's all you need. And Rogue Legacy. And Rogue Legacy. Yeah, if you haven't played it yet, I don't know if I would play it a second time because I pretty much did everything to do mm-hmm. in that game. And that's why I stopped. Oh, wait, except beat those crazy special bosses. Oh, man, maybe I, I'll get back in. I'll play it again. <laughs> okay. okay, so that's, yeah, that's all your new releases. Um... Let's see. Now is the part of the show where you read emails. Oh, wait. Do you want to talk about our Austin adventures or maybe that a little bit later? Save that after emails. All right. Okay. Uh, GameWareExpress at gmail.com is mm-hmm. the email address. We have an email this week, but it's multiple question email. Oh, my God. From Anthony, who lives in Tokyo. Ah, Japanthony is what you should call him. <laughs> Japan. Yeah, I like that. Um, his first question is about Destiny. Hot topic this week. Bungie is a studio most known for the Halo series, obviously. It's true. And from what I hear of Destiny, it basically plays like a Halo mixed with Call of Duty. What? I'd, I'd say, like I said, I'd say more of... I mean, Call of Duty, because you look down the sites, but I'd say more Borderlands. Oh, because of domination and the... Uh, yeah. The I think he's mainly talking about the PvP. Yeah, okay. Alright. Which I'd say isn't necessarily a bad thing, though some are saying it is a bad thing. Do you think Bungie will ever get out of that Halo feel? Nope. Yeah, I never think that thing was so big. I don't think they're ever gonna break that. Once once they got to Halo, that was pretty much it. I mean, we're not playing Oni here. Come on, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the combat felt really good in Halo, except for the not being able to look down mm-hmm. your scope, which always felt weird to me. But you can do that on some guns, you know that, right? Yeah, but not every gun. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's a that's a norm, that's a standard tenet of fight. anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but no, I think uh, sure Halo made them famous and. The Halo-style combat is just way more refined in this game, and whatever they do, you know, let's say they make some other game that's mm-hmm. not Destiny 3, 10 right. years from now, it's still going to be pretty Halo-ish, I think. I don't see them making a tower defense game or an arcade racing simulator. Nah. <laughs> so, like I said, it's fine. I really liked Halo. Obviously, the game was super successful, mm-hmm. and they know how to make that, and that's probably why they stuck with the sci-fi genre. Yep. 
and I have no problem with that. Um, have any of you played Bungie's pre-Halo era games? Marathon? Oni? That's it. Yep. <laughs> they had a few more, but that's I only played Oni. Yeah. I didn't even know it was Bungie until later. Yeah, they did Marathon on Mac, right? Yes. Like, uh, I've seen YouTube clips of that, and it looks really sort of unplayably weird. It, it, I don't know, because it came out like after Doom and even Quake, right? Yeah, and at that point, I mean... Yeah, I, mean, I think as a, as a post-Quake game, Marathon looked really dated already, but I don't know, maybe if I had played it, I would have, like just be totally nostalgic for it. Uh, but no, I, the first Bungie game I ever played was Halo 1. Can you name Bungie's first game ever developed? That's not Marathon? No, Marathon was 94. Ooh, nope. Operation Desert Storm on Mac, 1991. Huh. Yep. Okay. So yeah. Didn't play that either. Nope. But yeah, I played Oni on my PS2. That game was weird and cool. Let's see... Do you think the O'Donnell, the uh, composer, firing will have a noticeably negative effect on future games? From what I understand, most of the music was done for Destiny by the time he got canned. Which we is... still never got the details on why he got canned, right? Nope, but he did He did finish all of the music for Destiny, and then he was let go. It was probably just uh, a lot of companies now don't have dedicated, you know... Composers. Yeah, composers. Yeah. They just do contract work. Yeah, I'm surprised they had him on full-time as long as they did, Mm -hmm. because how much music (laughs) do you need for Halo that you're not already reusing? I mean, mean, sure. I mean, Halo's got some pretty iconic music. Right. And Halo 4, I'm sure he did like 40 to 50 pieces for it, but that game shipped years ago, Mm -hmm. and what's he been doing full-time music? he wouldn't have been in Halo 4. Halo 4 is 343. Ah, damn. So what what did he Halo Reach. So what's he been doing? You're telling me he's been spending five years making Destiny music? And that's probably why he was fired afterwards, because that just didn't seem... It's yeah. redundant for Bungie to do that. Yeah, so. I mean, composers will normally spend maybe a year. So does 343 pick him up to work on Halo 5 now? Like, yes. does he come back for Destiny 2? Because he could technically still get hired on. Or it might have been some contractual, like, you know, demanding too much money. We don't know. Yeah, from his his side of it, he says, like, they just they let me go with no explanation, this is weird, and I'm going to fight it, right? And, right. And no one from Bungie said... Actually, here are the facts, and you know, like he's we were it was a, a mutual thing, and yeah. I don't know why he's so upset. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it sounds like there's some bad blood there, so they're probably not going to contract him for you know Destiny Two or whatever. Really suck. Yeah, because the music's great yeah. in Destiny. It is. Uh, but yeah, maybe three four three picks him up. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. But the question is, will that negatively affect Halo or or Bungie going forward? Was that the, that was the question? Yes. I don't know. There's plenty of talented composers out there, and I don't think people are going to stop playing Bungie games because the music sounds different. Because most people don't even know. That's right. All right. Um, Marty O'Donnell, right? That's his name? I think so, yeah. Yeah, no one knows who that is Right. in the grand scheme of things. I mean, Halo fans do, but, you know, how many other composers can you name? Um, exactly. Well? I don't remember his name. Jeremy Soule did the Oblivion and Skyrim soundtracks. Shoki. The Persona music is fantastic. It's some of my favorite video games. But who made it? I can't remember. Yeah, so that's my point. No one's going to boycott a developer because Mm -hmm. they let a composer go. But, well, I mean, Nobu Uematsu, Final Fantasy, stuff like that. But, yeah, there are very few... It's got to be those huge... Final Fantasy music is also iconic. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Final Worlds. Was it Future Final Worlds? Future Worlds? Distant Worlds. Distant Worlds. (laughs) Yep. I went to the Dallas, and I flew out to Chicago for the 25th anniversary for that, because hmm. I'm that big into Final Fantasy music, but cool. 
no, there are no Halo symphonies. It's just like you Dear hear the rhythm curtain call, 3DS. I'm not buying a system for that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the most you get out of Halo is like they'll play the theme at video games live. Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy Talrico will have someone play that stuff, and that's it. Like yeah. you, know, you get the Halo theme. Uh, so no, I don't think no, no one's gonna boycott Bungie because of letting Marty <laughs> O'Donnell go. Sorry. Uh, question two: Movie games. Wait, that was all part of one question. That was one question. Jesus that's Christ! Like, Anthony brings brings the thought. This is serious. Time. Movie games. They're utterly shite, mostly. Is there any adaptation game you could think of that is actually good? Yeah, give me a second. You go first. Goldeneye. Yeah. Chron- oh, Riddick. Riddick, uh, yeah. What was it? Butcher Bay? Escape from Butcher Bay? Mm-hmm. Starbreeze? Yeah, the movie was not that great, but damn, that game was good. Spider-Man 2. Yep. The only good Spider-Man game ever made, mm-hmm. some would say. Uh, oh, you know what? The thing was actually not too bad. Really? This is probably before your time. This was Xbox One. You've never seen The Thing, have you? No. John Carpenter's The Thing. OG Xbox. We should watch that right after recording this. <laughs> I have it on HD DVD and Blu-ray the and normal DVD. <laughs> God damn, that's a good movie. Uh, the, yeah, I remember I was reviewing games back in the day. Uh, I think for Game Week when I was or Game Daily when I was working with Sid Schumann, hmm. who's now the head of uh, social media for... He's like the face of PlayStation. We were both working on the same stuff, and I remember I reviewed the thing, and I asked for it, because they were like, who's going to review this? I was like, I'll take it, because it's <laughs> one of my favorite movies. It was actually really cool, because it played... So you've never seen that movie. Do you know of it? Like, Kurt Russell? Oh, man. Nope. I'm shaking my head no. I okay. People can't see that. <laughs> right. uh, so, just really quick, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of in the vein of Alien, or Aliens. It's not really so much action, but... Uh, it's uh, there, it's like this research team in the Antarctic, and there's an alien, and, and mm. basically, it's a, it's an alien that can uh, take on human form and kind of mm. like infect your blood. And so right. there's this whole thing about not being able to trust your your friends, and it plays up on that stuff. Like there's this whole like gameplay mechanic of trust in the game, and then every now and then you're just like setting aliens on fire with a flamethrower, <laughs> uh, and it was really cool. And apparently, it's considered canon. So uh, interesting. If you have an Xbox original Xbox lying around. Check out the thing. I don't know. It wasn't that great, but he's Anthony. You are correct. Most of the, <laughs> the licensed yeah. games are garbage, but we just listed like four or five really good ones. Yeah, they exist. It's just, we're not listing the eighty to one hundred bad ones that also come out. You know, yeah, the Golden Compass. <laughs> right. Yeah, GoldenEye is probably like the the shining example, and that game's not that good. Right. Back in the day, it was good because people weren't playing PC shooters like Quake. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's just nostalgia, guys. Goldeneye was not that awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get lynched for saying that. <laughs> yeah, Persona is not that great. Pokemon. <laughs> I really do have good taste in music, games, and everything else. Uh, question three. God. All right. It seems like the standard now is for the AAA games to be these big budget action movie like games with Michael Bay gasmic explosions, <laughs> and then the indie games are more like these art house projects. Mm-hmm. While I like the art look, I am getting concerned that a lot of developers seem to focus too much on the art and less on the story or the gameplay. While you may think of games that were the best of the crop, like Bastion, um, things like that, there are a lot of games that don't fare so well. Do you think this will be a problem? What are your favorite games that balance art and gameplay? It doesn't have to necessarily be an indie title. Hmm. Well, I'm biased, but I still think El Shaddai is <laughs> an awesome game. Full disclosure, game. Ben worked on this with Ignition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the game was already done. I was just helping to promote it as a community manager. But uh, artistically, 
incredible, like one of the best examples of art direction in a game of any generation, I think. But uh, awesome gameplay too, and that's that's one of the few games where just the art direction can draw people in who would not have played it otherwise. And then mm-hmm. on the flip side, like the way that that game melds 2D side scrolling and 3D, uh, just like pretty fresh takes on just other genres, could also draw in people who aren't necessarily on board with the art style. So right. Um, and that was kind of in the middle. It wasn't AAA, and it wasn't indie. Uh, it was sort of this, yeah. like this m- that middle ground middle that doesn't ground. really exist anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's why it sold so well. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> For art, see, I'm mm, I'm not sure. I think maybe because I'm just kind of in this kick now, but I'm really liking the all the the indie titles are taking it back to like the eight and sixteen kind of pixel art graphics, mm-hmm. just because. They're throwing the nostalgia bone, obviously, our way, but it's just because a lot of the people who grew up playing those games are now old enough to make the games. And it's fun going back and seeing, playing the games, what we try to remember they looked like back then, but play way better because they play, like, now games, you know, because we were playing Towerfall and playing Shovel Knight, you know, Super Time Force, things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for Nidhogg. Yes. Which is literally just like 12 pixels and that's your character. So awesome, too. Uh, so kind of like that kind of thing. Like I'm liking that kind of art style right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the games I am playing, which are seem to be pretty good, and they are mostly all indie. Indies, yeah. yeah. I know some people who are just like, ah, oh, yeah, another 8-bit looking game. It's just lazy. Like, of course, yeah, I could draw that, so mm-hmm. whatever. But no, I think you're right. I mean, there is some nostalgia, but also some games just like look awesome like yeah. that. Like Samurai Gun is even... Is even simpler than Towerfall in terms of our direction, but it's perfect. Damn, that's such a good game, and you haven't played mm-hmm. it yet, have But Samurai Gun, waiting for it to come out on ah, PS4. It's man. on the top of my Steam page. I would have bought it, but it actually did not go on Steam sale ever. Not even for like thirty percent off. What is it? Ten bucks for fifteen? Still worth it. Yeah, so good. Especially for single player. Well, no, it's all. It's, I think it's completely local multiplayer. What am I going to play local? The only computer I have is this laptop you're looking at. It's about a 15 inch screen. Hook it up to your TV. Okay, well, I guess I could do that. You get four wireless Xbox 360 controllers. Or I could just wait like a couple more months for it to come out on PS4. Yeah, I'll do that too. I did that. <laughs> um, uh, his second half, his last part of the question is more gameware focused, and I want to wait when we have everybody here about digital distribution and okay. how that affects the industry. But. Right. Um, so we'll save that question, Anthony, for next week when we have the rest of the crew. No offense, Ben. Sure. But those are all some awesome questions. Thanks for sending those in. Yeah. Um, that was actually like five questions, not three. <laughs> yeah. It was more of a three subjects, destiny, movie games, and art and games. So, But anyway. <laughs> Great questions. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. Don't forget to send us uh, your emails, guys. Any questions you have? Any concerns? If you want to know our favorite pizza topping? Favorite Ninja Turtles still going on from episode one? Artichokes and Donatello. <laughs> GameWareExpress at gmail.com is our email address. So yeah, let's talk Austin now. Because um, I've been in here since Friday. Yep. Lee, I'm heading out tomorrow. I'm mainly just here so you could show me around and you have to go back to work. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I really liked everything I've been to. It's all the things Baton Rouge does not have I've been able to enjoy. <laughs> Well, you know, there's 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 plenty of great things about Baton Rouge. But, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff like here. Their your favorite locally owned video game shop. That's right. Located in two locations in the Greater Baton Rouge area. What's that place <laughs> called? Gameware. Oh man. But no, it was really fun. Um, you took we took some, a couple of different arcades. We went to three three arcades. All of varying Mr. types. Like we went to Arcade UFO, which is very similar to Tokyo. Um, 
arcade in LA in that mall Ar- that Oh yeah, it used to be yeah, Tokyo Arcade that yeah. Yeah, closed down. But, but before that, did you guys ever go to Arcade Infinity? Steven did. I never yeah. I never got to go. Fun fact, the Neo Geo game, well, the Neo Geo uh, cabinet that I bought originally that we had in our dining room when Steven mm-hmm. and I lived together, which is now <laughs> changed cabinets, but it is now in Gameware. The, still, mm-hmm. the, the Neo Geo that's in Gameware now, I used to own, that was purchased from Arcade Infinity. Oh, wow. In L.A. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Circle of Life. <laughs> But Arcade UFO, they had a lot more Japanese-style games. Beat Mania. Yes, they uh, had Beat Mania 2DX 21, the 25th, like, 20, 21st game, which was called Sprata. Right. Which is, what the hell is that? It, like, punched you in the face every time you turn it on. It's so loud. Loudest game in existence. But you, like, stood on a subwoofer. Yeah. All the art looked like Attack on Titan or some weird shit. Like, it was pretty yeah. cool. And I never played Beat Mania before, and it was really fun. Oh, God. Well, see, yeah, I, I sort of... I wish you had played Beat Mania the final when... when we had it at Gameware when I was mm-hmm. working there. Because that, that was a simpler... That's five keys in the turntable. Oh, so 2DX is seven keys, and it's brutally difficult. Like, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, you and I... That was the first thing we played when we went in there, and it was like a dollar or dollar twenty-five per play. Yeah, dollar... Yeah. Yeah. Dollar fifty. Dollar fifty per play. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, and we lost instantly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I used to be really good at 2DX, and it's just I haven't played it in years. But we played the simplest, like, level three uh, song we could... It's still Just got murdered by it, but then it, it let you play another game, another mm-hmm. song for free. Got destroyed by that too. The second time I played it, uh, I was able to get like ninety percent on a couple yeah. things. Like I, it was coming back to me, but uh, it's just so cool to have a two DX machine because I've never, yeah, two DX machines have always been hard to find. Even I mean, ten years ago when they were everywhere, they still weren't everywhere. Like you still had to drive to Texas to like, <laughs> find an obscure Dallas arcade to play it in. I just wish they had some type of notch on like the middle key, just so I could easily feel my fingers where I was, because it's kind of hard for me to keep up. I mean, granted, if you played it more, I guess you'd know. Yeah. But with seven keys and going to the turntable, but I really liked it. I wish I could play more of it. I texted Steven immediately asking if Gameware could get another one. He was like, no, we already tried that. Yeah, Beat Mania the final was cheap. I think the whole cabinet was $800, and it paid for itself pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. it was just like me and Steven and Ralph... <laughs> and that's pretty much the only people who right. played it because it's a really intimidating game. Yeah, and I that's mean, just with five keys. And the music was kind of weird. Although the Metal Gear Solid theme was on that, and I remember people would be blown away that they could play that. It's no different than people going and playing like Guitar Freaks that we have now because that is kind of intimidating. And it's just it's just like Guitar Hero ripoff with yeah. all this Chinese music. You know, it's Japanese music we know. Yeah, but but you see, when I when I was building that arcade, <laughs> the year was two thousand and four. <laughs> No, I think it was actually a five. But yeah, uh, so I remember we we got the uh, Guitar Freaks eighth mix was the first one that we got, and that was before Guitar Hero came out. Mm-hmm. People went crazy over that game, and it mm-hmm. wasn't. I mean, yeah, because what is this music? But it was still like I'm playing with a guitar right. controller. This is nuts. Then Guitar Hero came out. Then Rock Band came out, mm-hmm. and so now, yeah, like ten years later, uh, people are like, yeah, what the hell is this? I yeah. can just play this at home on a real guitar kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I'm glad that, we, yeah, Arcade UFOs has those one-of-a-kind experience machines, like Pac-Man Battle Royale, the four-player mm-hmm. battle Pac-Man game. Uh, a lot of sit-down uh, uh, versus city cabinets, where it's, yeah. it's back-to-back uh, Street Fighter Three Third Strike, and they had... Uh, Capcom vs. Uh, SNK 2. Yeah, CVS 2, which was great. Um, uh, Ar- they had Arcana Heart 3, the marquee in one of the machines, but it was actually 
Tekken Six or something. Yeah. And then the, the the one labeled Tekken Six, they switch out their 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 uh, boards all the time, so you never really know what you're playing until mm-hmm. you like see what's playing. But we played this bizarro puzzle bobble Japanese schoolgirl edition. Yeah, uh, some weird edition of, of puzzle bobble I had never seen before, where you could actually shoot bubbles into your opponent's field, mm-hmm. and it was kind of it was kind of puzzle fighter e, and that you could you could pick your character and they all have special patterns. Right. Uh, that was weird as hell. Mm-hmm. You didn't seem to have a good time because I was just murdering. You just keep I've never really played puzzle bobble before. Right? Yeah, but that was all like strictly Japanese release only. Yeah. So that's what this arcade specializes in. Uh, the the owner will will like the second a game comes out in Japan, he will just have it like shipped over that mm-hmm. week. They had like a pop in the movie. Yeah, Poppin' Music, the movie, which is... I don't even know what, which version of that is. Like, 14 or something. Yeah. Uh, Initial D 3 Plus? Yeah. Some new... Like, the newest one that it's I... a lot I better than the old Initial D machine that came where <laughs> the newer version. I mean... Right, yeah. So, you know, Super Street Fighter 4 arcade cabinet yep. and... Pretty much any fighting... And then they had consoles where you could choose, like, any... Basically any fighting game you could think of that's within the past five years. Yes. Yeah. And you put money in and for, play for five minutes per... Credit. Yeah, because there is no arcade version of Ultimate uh, Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom 3, but you can play it on, on really nice cabinets yeah. there. So that's, yeah, they cater mostly to the fighting game. It's kind of small and kind of hot, but it was an old, what, it was an old laundromat. So. It used to be a laundromat, yeah, yeah and it's still going. It, I think that arcade's been there for five or six years. So that's really cool. Then, um, shifting gears, we went to main events, which yep. is kind of like a Dave and Buster's. If quarters and batteners was like a real thing and not like the fake thing it is. You know, bowling and arcade and laser tag and rock wall and all that crap. Right. And it mainly had more of like those bigger redemption games I'm not really into. But we did get to play a couple cool things. Yes. So we mainly went there. Uh, my coworker Patrick had told me about uh, the newest Namco shooter called Dark Escape 4D. Yeah. It's a horror game that uh, it attacks all five of your senses. It's, it's <laughs> like all this marketing text on the on the the giant cabinet. Yeah. Uh, it is a, a terrifying horror game. Yeah. It blows air on you. Uh, when it's got like heartbeat sensors on the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put on 3D glasses. It, the seat rumbles. The, the whole thing kind of rumbles. Yeah. And it's uh, got surround sound and it's loud as hell. Yeah. And it's just full of jump scares. Zombies are just jumping at you and puking on the screen. And they that blow puffs of air at you with that. So yeah. And yeah. Then it watches your heart rate monitor. And then when something happens, it's like scanning. And it's like panicked or safe. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it tracks your panic meter like at the end. It shows you like, you were way more freaked out than your buddy was over there. That's right. And it does it in a cool way because it counted us both up really slowly. Like one, one two, two, three, seven. seven. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. That was, I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, it took us about an hour to get into it because yeah. there were kids just, kids, the kids in there before us beat the game and it probably cost yeah. you $50 per, <laughs> per kid. But damn, that was awesome. I mean, that's really. What you need in an arcade game is something you, you cannot get at home. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, apparently that, that cab is like $30,000. It's probably already paid for itself. It was like a dollar twenty-five per player, right? something like that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think so. Dollar uh, seventy-five. Jesus. Was it? Yeah. Oh, well. So we just went there and just got a $10 card. Just swipe, swipe, swipe. Yeah, and they, we also played the uh, the sequel to Ghost, Ghost Squad. It's called Operation Ghost. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty new Sega shooter, I think, from 2011 or something, yeah, 2010. Yeah. Uh, maybe 2012 yeah because so I mean if I know Steven and I used to play uh, Ghost Squad all the time I think we had a machine at Gameware for a while actually I think we did have Ghost Squad I want to say I don't know maybe 
but so, yeah, I mean, really good shooters. They had Lethal Enforcers 3 there, but it was out of order, so that was kind of a bummer. But the rest is just stuff you can play at David Giant Monster. Connect 4 and That's Giant right. Stacker. And deal or no deal. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune Spinny thing. And Infinity Blade FX, yeah, because where else are you going to play Infinity Blade? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but that, that... Those two main two things, I'm glad we went over there to check those out. That game was worth the trip, for mm-hmm. sure. And then my favorite of the three we went to went to Pinballs, which Pinballs. Steven said we had to go to, which was fucking awesome. <laughs> it's a really good arcade. It, uh, first of all, they still use tokens, not like this card swipe nonsense. Yep. They had like, what, like 50, 60 pinball, pinball machines? Pinball machines alone. Yeah. yeah I, any pinball machine you can think of, I think, is pretty much there. All the classics, like Twilight Zone and Adam's Family and... Some of the more obscure ones, like Street Fighter, the game, the like, yeah, Street Fighter, the pinball game. Uh, oh, I missed that one. It sucks. Anyway. Okay. And there's like the Guns N' Roses pinball game, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, and yeah. uh, you know, just weird, like Last Action Hero, like shitty, shitty pinball games that were licensed about like off of shitty movies, like you know, mm-hmm. lots of, so but they just, yeah, that's what they do. They 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 have a really good collection there. You can buy pretty much every machine in the building. Mm-hmm. They're constantly, and they do repairs too. Like if you have a pinball machine, you can call oh, them and cool. they'll come to your house and repair your stuff. Uh, but they also have a ton of other non-pinball machines. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Um, I mean, your basic brawlers like Ninja Turtle, Simpsons game, that six-player X-Men cab, six which is really player cool. X-Men. And then they also had like a Street Fighter Four mm-hmm. giant screen set up with Mario Kart Arcade, which is fun. Four player Mario Kart, yeah, yep. which you'd never played before. I played, oh, it once, I played it once in Disney World. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. there are two actually. There are two arcade really? Mario Karts. I think this is the newer one. Yeah, and just a bunch of other stuff. And then, and they had like Ski Ball and some of the newer games. So they kind of had like a culmination of almost everything. A lot of retro games too. Like I said, they they did have a Battletoads arcade cabinet until someone mm-hmm. bought it, but they have like Dragon's Lair and the old Star Wars. Yeah. Tron, we played uh, Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. Yep, Off-Road. S- Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, actual Mario Brothers. Like, just straight up Mario Brothers. And, like most of those cabinets i only either seen in Disney Quest, where they have a lot of those free-to-play cabs like that, hmm. and the video game museum booth at E3. Right. Where they have you know a lot of those playable yeah. ones. Yeah, so. Burger Time. Yeah, Burger Time. They had Burger Time in their Burger Time Cafe. Yeah, which is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that place, I love the place that is place. really awesome. If I lived here, that, like I would blow all my money there because it was so cool. I go there about once every other week. It's down the street from my place. Yeah, in five minutes. So yeah, man. A lot of the one of the what was it? One of those pinball machines was priced at like twenty grand. Yeah, I think it was Medieval Madness. Medieval Madness is up there. Yeah, it's a pretty cool game though. There's that brand new Wizard of Oz pinball that came out last year. That was just like seizure the pinball game. <laughs> it was very bright. Yeah, there's so yeah. many colors. And, it's, and it has like a 26-inch like screen, like mm-hmm. LCD screen. Like, how am I supposed to watch that when I'm looking down uh, yeah, exactly. at my pinball? Yeah, but let's distract you with this and then, uh, ball lost. But it was kind of cool. I, I, it was $1.25, which is ridiculous. But I just wanted to say it because I played 2013 sure. pinball games. So that, was, that was really cool. Yeah. And that machine's like $14,000 if you want to buy it today. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and then um, non-game related stuff. You took me to Alamo Drafthouse. And yep. we watched these comics to make fun of Forrest Gump. That's right. The Master, really fun. Master Pancake Theater, which is, uh, you know, it's essentially Master th- or Mystery... Mystery Science Mystery 3, Science Theater 3000, yeah. uh, but with uh, local comedians. So they'll, they'll just, <laughs> just rip up. Rip a movie apart live uh, with jokes. They'll do a sketch in the middle of it, which is usually terrible. <laughs> it's extra terrible this time, but uh, Forrest Gump is such a <laughs> good easy, movie. Yeah. Easy target, yeah. So that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, we've had a lot of good food. Mm-hmm. A lot of, we got some tacos, went to Torchy's Tacos and Trudy's this morning for brunch. 
uh, yeah, got to see the like hill country, scenic part of Austin. Yeah, we climbed up this little itty bitty hill right over this bridge and saw the river, or y'all call it a lake. It's Lake, it. lake Travis or Lake Austin, but it's actually the Colorado River. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I'm already higher than pretty much anywhere in my state right now. Yeah, because I'm not used to this hill stuff over here. Mm-hmm. It was super fun. Uh, it was. It's been a blast. Yeah. Everyone you've introduced me to has been super great. Everyone's yeah. really friendly here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you should swing by the office tomorrow. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd like to do that before I head out. Tour Hellfire Games, and we saw a couple of build- like on the way down there. We saw where uh, Sony Online Entertainment mm-hmm. is and Zenimax, where uh, Battlecry and Arcane are. So you'll see Hellfire tomorrow. Yeah, um, yeah a lot of studios here. There's, uh, yeah, we looked at uh, GameDevMap.com, the yeah. Austin listing. So there's something like sixty or seventy game studios here. I didn't realize there were that many. It's quite a bit. So it's a good scene. That's really cool. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. Man. Thanks. Yeah, crashing your couch is actually the best I've ever slept on a couch. I gotta say, it's pretty comfortable. And I'm tall, dude, so it's hard for me to fit on couches. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great. I fall asleep on that couch like twice a week. Nice. Playing so. Hearthstone. <laughs> Let's not bore people with okay. Hearthstone talk. But yeah, no, I really appreciate you showing me around and stuff. Yeah, it's anytime. Really fun. Uh, so yeah, let's. Uh, I guess let's wrap the show up with uh, special stages. All right, I'll go first. Cue the sound effect. Yeah. It, it was already cute. It, it has already, already happened. Um, I read a book this week. What? I don't read many books. Was it Game of Thrones, the audiobook? No. no. It was, it's actually a graphic novel. It's called Seconds by Brian Lee O'Malley, the guy who wrote Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, that's Scott what Pilgrim series. Yeah, okay. It was, uh, it was pretty good. It just came out. Um, it's about this uh, girl in her late 20s who's a successful chef at this restaurant. It's the most successful restaurant in town, but she doesn't own it. So she wants to. She's working on building her own restaurant. You know, she has relationship problems, but you know things aren't going her way. But this um, like kind of ghost spirit character shows up, hmm. and it's like, hey, you write down your mistake, you eat this mushroom, go to sleep, wake anew. So she can use these mushrooms to fix past mistakes, which you know eventually lead to other things. And obviously, I'm not going to go into too many details. Sure. But it was actually really good. And uh, kind of hit close to home. And, yeah. It, I mean, it's like 300-something pages, but it's a graphic novel, so you can read it in probably like two hours. Okay. And it was, uh, it was really good. If you liked Scott Pilgrim, that series at all, if you read it, uh, I'd recommend it. I saw the movie and I played the video game. Okay. Well, the book. I like that universe. Yeah. So, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. He Brian Lee O'Malley does a really good job of catching that kind of quirky awkwardness in page really well when, like, characters are interacting with each other and how they interact with like, the narrator kind of character and stuff like that. And this is really good. Hmm. I'd say Scott Pilgrim was still better, but this is definitely worth checking out if you like the, uh, that series. Okay. It's called Seconds. Seconds. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, on a related note, one of the books that I've been meaning to read because everyone tells me I have to, Ready Player One. Have you, mm-hmm. have you no, read? but same thing if people tell me I need to read it. Right, so... Uh, I just uh, went to a Q&A with him. Uh, Ernie Klein is the, the author of that book. Apparently, he was just some dude who was trying to get into video game writing. <laughs> and then thought about doing movies maybe, and he didn't. So he just took like seven years to write this book, and it blew up. He actually said... <laughs> he, so he, he drives a DeLorean. And so he, he, brought, he took it to this, this uh, film premiere, and uh, he says that George R. R. Martin is borrowing his DeLorean to do some... Thing out in the desert somewhere. Is it an actual DeLorean or an is it actual a future DeLorean? Uh, it, it's an actual DeLorean with 
<laughs> with the power of love by... <laughs> 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 he, was, he was playing Huey Lewis in the news when he pulled up in his door. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. awesome. Well, cause there was a guy for a while on, around driving around Baton Rouge, a back to the future DeLorean. Right. Mr. It, Fusion and everything. Yeah, it doesn't say out of time on the yeah. license plate or anything. I don't think it does, but... Uh, no, but anyway, so he was there. It was uh, it was the premiere for Video Games the Movie, mm-hmm. which was kickstarted. I don't know if you heard about it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't either, but it was it had one single showing, and the director was there, Ernie Klein was there, and uh, a couple of local podcast guys were presenting it. So we we took a everyone from the studio went out. It was like a company outing to to go to the screening, and it was it's kind of. A little handholdy. It wasn't just like made for gamers. It was sort of okay. like a mainstream. Here's an introduction to what video games are, and here's the industry as it is now, and then here's the history of it, and who really started video games. Mm-hmm. Is it Nolan Bushnell, or is it the guy who did, you know, whatever? So a lot of it was just like eh, we kind of already know this stuff, but uh, it was it wasn't. So, it, you know, did you see? Um, what was the other documentary? Indie game the movie. Indie game the movie. No, right? it's so, on my Netflix queue. Oh, oh man, you should see it. Uh, it's really good. So that felt more of a documentary, felt like more of a documentary than this one did to mm-hmm. me. This was more of just like, here's what games are, and okay. check it out. But it had, it made some cool points, uh, and there's a lot of footage of, uh, like, just... Actually, two of my coworkers were in the movie, or, or <laughs> almost in the movie. <laughs> almost. Yeah, my uh, my boss was, like, his head... He was too tall, so there was a, a photo of, like... <laughs> the, the Ultima Online dev team and Richard Garriott and all these all the guys behind him mm-hmm. and the, the photo was cropped right under my boss's neck oh, so that's... like he's not in the shot <laughs> and then there's a bunch of shots of uh, Junction Point when they were working on Epic, Epic Mickey uh, either one or I would assume two mm-hmm. and uh, my coworker Matthew was working on that team when the game was being made but he's like I never saw this camera crew in the studio <laughs> when was this I should be in this movie um, uh, but yeah it was, it was pretty pretty cool um, but yeah, so, so uh, Ernie Klein was there, and he kept talking about he wasn't even pimping himself at all. Hmm. But the other director of the movie was like, "Man, that's a great question, but I want to hear more from Ernie." Like Ready oh, Player wow. One is so good. So apparently, like yeah, everyone keeps saying like you should read it. But he was talking about how um, uh, Palmer Lucky, the guy, the CEO of uh, uh, Oculus, makes every new hire read that book before they even start on the job. Like apparently, it's like you have got to read this book if you're into video games. So that's probably going to be my next book that I read. After I get through uh, Game of Thrones book two, so the like audio book, sixteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, yeah, and that's something else. I think it's on my Amazon wish list. I know Steven speaks highly of it. He read it. I think so. Steven yeah. read a book recently. I know he owns it. Huh? I've seen okay. it in his house. I'm okay. pretty sure he read it. Yeah. So. Sure. <laughs> cool. Um, that's it. That is our show. No, we made it. We made it a little over two hours. Not too bad. Yeah. You can uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at Adam Arinder. I am DJ Bluis. Um, you can find Gameware, you know, two locations in Baton Rouge or on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR. You can find this podcast also on Facebook. And Facebook. On SoundCloud. Yes. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Gameware Express. SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash Gameware Dash Express, I think. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's confusing. And just Google it. Yeah, it's there. Or, you know, if you like us on Facebook, I post those links. And yes. you can get all of them there. Or if you have an iDevice, like I know you have been. I do. You can subscribe via iTunes. I and do. you can rate us via iTunes. I have. Have you really? Uh, no, I probably do that. I don't have any. I don't see any reviews. Well, then. I mean, I could go review, but that's like cheating, and I'm not going to do that. Ah. But, um, sure. So that's cool. I'll and... give you five stars. What am I thinking? 
<laughs> I think I already have, but I'll, I'll make sure to do it. Everyone should. Yeah. It, it seems silly, and like, why would I do that? Because that's dumb, but it really helps, especially small little podcasts like us. Yep. Um, tell your friends, you know, if you like us. Or if you don't, tell us. Tell your friends. And they can tell us why they don't like us. Gameworksworks at gmail.com. <laughs> so uh, thanks so much, Ben, for showing me around your city and hosting this podcast and hosting me staying here. Anytime. Um, it's been a blast. It's, it's now early Monday morning. Mm. Let's, I need to edit this and get it up. So that's but it. First, let's watch the thing. Okay. Um, that's it. I would say have a great weekend, but the weekend's over. So have a great week. You too. And we'll see you in a few days. Mm-hmm.